The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly, to you too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee.
right, and that was just Burr's Hamid, and uh, that is Music is Life, and that's from the 2004 album, I believe, and we're going to be doing all Burr's Hamid today. Uh, it's one of the first groups I used to listen to when I had first moved to Hawaii, and he's been around since, damn man, maybe the 60s, and uh, he just actually released an album last year. 2018 so he's still doing stuff at his uh, old age so we'll keep listening to him if you haven't listened to him before and this is the first time hearing him please take the time to download his albums on itunes or wherever else you can give him some money yeah yeah <laughs> oh we have a guest today <laughs> i cannot believe it I'd like to introduce Dr. Aloha, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing, Weed? <laughs> yeah, right on. You're back for another episode. If you guys don't remember, uh, this is Amanda. She had done a podcast with us. How long ago was that? Maybe oof, it was July, four months ago? early July. So what, four months, four or five months ago? Something like that? Yeah. And it was Hawaii 365? That's it. There you go. <laughs> okay, and that was a good podcast, and we'll bring you back on because it's pretty much been... Uh, we're pretty much coming on our one-year anniversary, and what better person to bring on than you, who's I think was the most positive person we've had on for the last year. Oh, thank you very much. Right? So, I mean, I know we're going to get into what we're going to be doing today, is we're going to be doing Hawaii Q&A, and I might not be so positive with all of them, so hopefully we'll get them, you know, your take on them, and hopefully it'll be a little more positive than me. I'm not very jaded yet, so... You're not very jaded yet, yet. exactly, (laughs) yes. Well, well, there you go. So we're going to be getting into that, and then we've had some problems getting this podcast out because of all the internet problems we've had, so hopefully now we'll be doing it and getting it all out tonight, and it'll be there. And then next week we're going to be doing a huge uh, Halloween uh, podcast. It's going to have all the most scariest movies from the 80s that we all love and remember really to be honest with you the slasher 80s movies was really where kind of halloween was for me and kind of today it's kind of really rip-offs of all those old movies like being redone and everything so we're going to go back we're going to go over like i don't know like how about 13 of the best older movies kind of like friday the 13th type of thing and then uh we'll be doing some charlie brown the pumpkin what is it the great pumpkin that's it. Yeah, I love the Great Pumpkin. We'll do the music for that, and then we'll be doing all kind of like Halloween music and the theme songs from all the movies, and we're going to be talking about uh, the different things you can do uh, on Halloween in Hawaii. So we'll do that too. So Sounds fun. Can't you think wait. so? Yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to uh, go ahead, and we're going to dive right into questions. Does it sound Does good? Does sound yeah. good? And happy anniversary to the podcast. That's really exciting. Isn't that exciting? Very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have a lot of questions there from a lot of fans and a lot of the patrons. So we'll be getting into that and uh, going from there. So I guess what we'll do is if you want to go ahead and say the questions, I'll I'll give my take on it and then we'll we'll get your take on it Mm -hmm. if you want to give your take on it. Sure. (laughs) Then we'll go from there. (laughs) Not all of them, but on some of them. (laughs) On some of them. All right. So here we go. Let's do this. Will you ever run for any office and under what party if you did? Really? Interesting. Will I ever run for office? Well, I mean, I am running the nonprofit, right? Hmm. So to run for office, um, maybe maybe one day. I, I mean, I get so many things going on in my life. So if anything, maybe council maybe something in hawaii kai or the town that i'm living in but to be governor or mayor or do any of those things would you want that kind of responsibility 
Me? I'm I mean, could you think you could do something like that? I would not be very good at it. Why wouldn't you be good at it? Why wouldn't you be good at it? I don't think I could ever run for any office. I just, I don't know. I'm too honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, don't you, yeah, but don't you think in politics today, people are so sick of liars and corruption that they want someone to be honest with them? And wouldn't you want someone to say, you know what? Shit's expensive here, man. Yeah. You know, we got to deal with it or, you know, or just tell them, oh, no, we're going to bring, we're going to get rid of homelessness and we're going to go ahead and do affordable <laughs> housing. Everything's going to be wonderful. You're going to be able to get into a home for $150,000 in Hawaii. That's not happening. Well, I think, yeah. So there's, that's a good point. I think it might be what Hawaii needs, but yeah. is it what people want? I don't know about that. I think it might be what people want. I mean, I, I think, though, if you go ahead and be realistic and go ahead and say, um, you know, we might not be able to get the cost down to this much, but maybe we can do this. You know, so I know the median price now is like, what, 880000 to get into a house in Hawaii? Crazy. What happens if they get, can get it down to six hundred and eighty or 580000 yeah. Maybe they can get it down a couple hundred thousand dollars. I think that's more reasonable. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think you'd be very good at it. I think I could do something like that, but because of my Bostonian <laughs> attitude and kind of all that stuff, I, first of all, I think it would be hard for people to trust me. Because I'm not a familiar, uh, my voice, it's, it's, it sounds like I'm from a foreigner, right? That's so it's true. Gonna, so it'll be hard to get a hold, an, enough people that are locals to go ahead and support somebody who may sound like someone who's you know, like a Malahini who's come here and hasn't lived here all their lives. But if I actually get in there and say things and get things done, then they can trust me for my actions. So, and I don't think people want to sit up there and deal with my shit. <laughs> so I would probably get things done. I probably would get things done. But I it's think, a hassle. Yeah, I think you would. It, yeah. I think you'd be very good at it, honestly. And I think that people would start to trust you because they would see that you mean what you say. And you're very, yeah. very straightforward. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think you'd do very well. But, of course, it's extremely life-consuming It is well. consuming. So I'd have to pretty much give up everything else that I'm doing, obviously, if I'm yes. going to go ahead and... And you do a lot. Yeah. So who was that question from? I'm trying to think remember who that. I think it was from Justin. I think Justin asked uh, that question. I think Justin asked yeah, that question. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, Justin. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. What else we got? All right. Considering how Hawaii has been changing, what island would you tell people to move to and why? Well, that's a good one. What would you tell people to do? I mean, you've only been here, what, a year now? Yeah. I mean, honestly... It just depends on the person because each island is so unique and magical in its own way. Yeah. They're so different. Um, obviously, if the person moving here is interested in things like nightlife and shopping and yeah. going out to eat, then Oahu probably would be the best island. But yeah. for somebody who's more interested in like having an outdoor... Lifestyle, completely. Yeah. Playground, I would say Big Island or Kauai for sure. Yeah, Kauai or Big Island would be good. I mean, for me personally, it, it, you, you're looking at where do I want to end up being. I'd want to end up being on Big Island because it's right. just going to be so much more affordable for the land and for their home. The thing is, is you better have some kind of establishment on what you're doing for work. Right. Because if you don't have a job, you're probably not going to get paid much. So that's going to become an issue for you. That's going to become a problem. So you better have a home-based business or you better have multiple jobs if you're going to be going over the big island. But I would say that's the best. That's the way you should yeah, go. For sure. And then Maui's kind of in between, you think? I would say Maui's in between, but Maui's getting more expensive all the it time. Is. And because more Haoles and more white people are moving over to Maui and taking over the land there. So it's increasing the price of all the homes over there. Yeah. And then all the Japanese and all the, you know, they're all moving in on Oahu. So that's, you know, I mean, I'm not just blaming the Japanese. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything, but um, that's increasing the, the cost here in this island ridiculously. So I would say for overall, Big Island. 
yeah. that's where you want to go. Well, I would have to agree with that as long as it fits your lifestyle and what you need. Kauai would be my second. Mm. Yeah, Kauai would be my second. I mean, for, but f- the truth is for beauty, Kauai oh. is the most beautiful island. 100% agree. You agree with that? 100% agree. Okay. Absolutely my okay. favorite. Uh, so I'm not telling you guys not to move to Kauai. You, you might want to just jump on a plane and move straight to Kauai. It's just Kauai is going to be more expensive overall than Big Island. That's all I'm saying. But it's not going to be as expensive as Oahu or Maui. It's kind of like I would say it's like I would say it's just not reaching the cost of Maui yet. I would say the most expensive is Oahu, then Maui, then Kauai, uh, then Big Island would be the least expensive. And it seems to me, maybe you would know better, but it seems to me like most transplants who do move to Kauai end up on the north shore the connelly bay yeah the end over there yeah yeah because that's where all the way that's where all the hollies yeah, 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 yeah well much. that's why you <laughs> know hanging out with their own <laughs> all right all what do right. we got what do you got oh boy <laughs> you oh, ready yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it true that you once worked <laughs> as a male stripper and do you think that it's a great side hustle in hawaii <laughs> um mark asked that uh-huh. i know mark asked that hey mark aloha baby <laughs> um i would say uh yes i did do that for a little while down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Broward County, I, I was a stripper, crazy as that can sound, but uh, I did that for the first year that I was in school down there, and is it a good side hustle? Is that something you can do in Hawaii? Is that what you're asking? Um, no, I don't even know if there's any, they do have a male review here, and one of my friends, uh, a Mike that a lot of, actually I don't really talk to him or hang out with him anymore, but um, he's a good guy, and uh, he used to do, he used to be a male stripper. Uh, out here and he did it there's some kind of a male review here but i don't know there's not like any male strip clubs here like there was on the mainland in like a place like florida where i used to do it so but yeah i used to do it and um am i proud of it it was a fun year it was a fun year and i mostly did it for for gay people (laughs) i I was at i worked at a gay club so believe it or not interestingly (laughs) i have i actually have um a few friends back home who did that gay yeah yeah, yeah. As well. but do they do it did it do they do it i mean i did it to make i'm i did it to pay yeah my schooling and stuff while i was down there i think a lot of men and women do it to pay for schooling so it was they a don't couple, do it forever it was a couple of guys i knew yeah and they were totally straight but they, they were totally did it. straight yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Did, they did it for the money yes totally yeah and why not they had a blast <laughs> i had a blast too i just had a lot of numbers at the end of the night <laughs> jeez what a disaster <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when will the rail be done Oh, boy. Mm. What do you think of that thing? What, I mean, it's like an eyesore. It's like, what, what is it to you? Do you see it all the You see it? I see it every day. You see day. it all the time. Okay, so you see it on the highway when you uh, go to work. Yeah, I mean, it depends on which way I go, but if I okay. take each one, yeah, I see it, and it is really ugly, okay. and I just don't know if it will ever be finished, honestly. Right, so they said it was going to supposedly be done by uh, 2026, so you're looking at another six years plus. Uh, and then you're looking at a price tag of what they said was going to be six to eight billion. Now you're looking at by time it's done in 2026, it could be 10 to 12 or even more than that. 10 to 12 billion or more. <laughs> Initially, weren't they going to make it all elaborate and beautifully oh, designed yeah. and everything? Oh, and yeah. now they've cut back. They've cut back. They're not putting putting all these cute little designs yeah. and all the columns anymore. And <laughs> they're they're realizing that they're only going to have like a two to three percent ride or ride rate. We. <laughs> They're not going to make the money back, yeah. right? So when that actually happens, so that's another reason why you might want to think about, hmm, do I want to come to Oahu or by 2026, do I want to be off of Oahu? Because our taxes are going to go up again. Oh because they they don't have the money to afford the um, 
the the uh, yearly and monthly uh, cost is going to cost to to actually maintain it. You know, forget about the twelve billion. It's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars a year to maintain it. Yeah, that's scary. It's very scary. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Jeff. I know that was from Jeff. Okay, next question. Yeah. This is a fun one. Oh, good. What are your three favorite hikes, beginner, intermediate, and advanced? <sighs> okay, um, I would say very easy Makapu'u, right? Lighthouse Trail. Is a very is a very easy one. That's a good starter hike, right, for yeah, anyone. It is, and you can also modify that a little bit by doing the actual ridge instead of going up the roadway, and that would only be modifying it by a little more up, but it's it would still be considered, I would say, still novice or maybe the ridge. I mean, it's not that it's hard; it's just really hot. <laughs> okay, so it's really hot up there, but that also is going to depend on what part of the year you go, right? True. So if you go in the summer, it's going to be probably not a good idea to do it maybe in the dead of summer but mm -hmm. if you do it in the winter months when the whales are up there then hitting the ridge may be the best option that would be cool yeah, yeah. so i would say i would say overall uh, makapu'u uh, lighthouse would be um, a great starter uh, intermediate um, would be uh, still one of my overall favorite ridge hikes would be kulia mm -hmm. that's a good kind of medium feel for the ridge and then from from going to Kulio'o, you could go up to Willy Willy Nui, Hawaii Loa Ridge or what else are you thinking? Yeah. What, what else would be other than Willy Willy Nui? Those are the exact ones I picked. I mean Kulio'o is my favorite. Kulio'o is right. For sure. But okay, the other so ones are right similar. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say me intermediate would be probably be Kulio'o and then a little more advanced to that would be Willy Willy Nui. Yeah. And you know there's <laughs> one other favorite intermediate. I don't even know. Maybe it's beginner. The Wahe'e Falls. What is uh, the Waihe'e Falls? Yeah. What so it's Hamama, Hamama uh, Falls and Waihe'e Falls? Yeah, I mean, Hamama's cool, but the Waihe'e Falls is the one I really love. Yeah, but I mean, it's on the same trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would that be beginner, intermediate? I would say that would be between beginner. Yeah. I would say, well, I would say beginner would be Hamama Falls. Okay. And then more intermediate would be Waihe'e because it's really off trail and you really got to know where you're going if you don't know the trail because it's not really marked too well. It's not marked. Um, yeah, and you have to go down the riverbed and then cross over the next ridge to get to the next valley. Yeah, it's really beautiful and so secluded. Yeah, Makes it's it worth beautiful. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, and that would be one of the locations that we talk about, like maybe if we do a Sex in Hawaii episode. <laughs> 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 that would be that would be a good uh, that would be a good waterfall to enjoy yourself at. Can't disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> okay, and then uh, it, I would say intermediate to more advanced would be uh, Palmo'o Trail, which is. Um, up on the North Shore, and that is the one that many people, if you've been following me on YouTube and everything else, that's the one that's up. You stay overnight, and you need a permit, mm -hmm. and then you can go to the cabin uh, and stay overnight. Yeah, yeah. Now, I would say that would be my favorite uh, next to uh, Stairway to Heaven. Mm -hmm. um, but Stairway to Heaven, you're worried about getting caught. You're worried about maybe some, if you go up the back end, you're worried about maybe the ridge collapsing now because it's so mm -hmm. it, it's a mess. So... Although I probably would put Stairway to Heaven there as my favorite, more advanced one, it's because of all the dangers and the worrying about getting caught that I don't put it there. So that would be one. Uh, Pomo'o would be the one that I would pick. Those are both on my to-do list. I haven't yeah. done either one yet, but yeah. I am absolutely dying to, and I will do both of them at some point. I hope you do. 
And just to <laughs> just to jump back to um, beginner, yeah, I have a one more beginner hike that's so super easy, super kid friendly. Which one? But just really beautiful. Which one? Ia Loop. Isn't that a beautiful hike? Um, it's a beautiful hike, but I I agree with you. It's a beautiful hike, and then when you get to the middle of it, it kind of peninsulas out to where you're overlooking the H3 highway. I love it. And that's a gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's also several trails you can go off trail and you can go to waterfall at there too. But the thing is, is that the reason why I probably wouldn't put that as one of my like more favorites is because the majority of it is just in the woods. Oh, but I think it's so gorgeous. It is gorgeous. If you go on, like in the perfect weather on a beautiful day, yeah. I mean, you just like get into this zone. I mean, that's why I'm saying it's like perfect for kids and um, totally stress-free hike. But it's just it is totally stress-free. But I will tell you right now, I would say on a monthly basis, yeah. there's something else eroding <laughs> on, on. Either it's collapsing, there's a tree falling, part of the trail has been destroyed. I would say on a monthly basis because for some reason, just just right there, yep. it gets a lot of erosion and a lot of rain. I don't know why because Aea is more like dry, but right there because it's higher up, it just gets wasted there. And that trail's always being fixed. So you got to be careful when you go there. You could go there and not know that a tree fell down the night before. There was just a landslide just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, see, I, yeah. was there? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. It was close for a while. I think. Yeah, yeah. See, so that, that, that's the issue. Yeah. So those are a good group of, uh, of hikes. How's that? All right, sounds good. Okay. Here we go. Um, any places or recommendations on where to camp out on Oahu? Of course. So uh, for camping here would definitely be Ho'omalohia. Botanical Gardens would be my, num my number one. Mm -hmm. uh, there's plenty of hiking uh, to do uh, during the day, and, and, and there's a couple of waterfalls that you can actually take through some of those hikes. Uh, it's going to be a lot longer to get to those particular uh, waterfalls, but I would say overall that's number one because you have hundreds of acres of botanical rainforest you can hike through. There's a huge uh, pond um, lake there that you can fish at, So and you can stay Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If there's a holiday Monday, then you can stay four days. So I would go with that one as my number one. Then I would go ahead and do Peacock Flats, which is on the west side. You can approach that from two different ways, but if you're actually going to go up there and camp up at the top of the mountain, you got to go all the way out to Kayana Point, uh, to Yokes. There's a military base there. You go all the way up, and you go ahead, and uh, you have to have a four-wheel drive vehicle, whether it's a Jeep, a truck, or something. You go up there, and you can camp up there as campsites, and you can stay up there for three days as well. Uh, if you just want to get up to Peacock Flats from the other side, you can go ahead and hike from uh, Dillingham Air Force. Uh, well, it's not an Air Force base anymore. It's just Dillingham Airport now uh, where they do all the uh, skydiving. But you go up uh, Kealia Trail, and that eventually will take you up to Peacock Flats. But going from the west side, that's how you actually camp up there for the weekend. You do need a permit uh, for that one. You need a permit to camp out at any of these particular places. Uh, the other one would be um, Bellows. Bellows mm -hmm. Beach. So you, and you just said if you time it right on a holiday, you'll have four days. I love all of those locations. I yeah. haven't I haven't camped on Hawaii in Hawaii yet anywhere. Um, I definitely Gotta want to it. for sure on yeah. the list. Definitely Ho'omalo here would be a good place to start for that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to get a tent for my truck bed and just <laughs> right for the weekend. Super well, fun. It ain't, it ain't cheap. I know. Getting that. I, I know. I mean, I was looking at uh, eventually if I get the. Uh, the uh, truck Jeep, it's going to be $1,000 just for the camper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it ain't cheap. <laughs> One day. Uh <-huh. laughs> All right. Is it legal to live in a converted van in Hawaii? Say someone agreed for you to rent land. Would this be a possibility? 
the answer to that would be yes. Um, as long as you can either find a property to rent. So if you're on someone else's, let's say someone has an acre of land or whatever they have and you just go ahead, bang on their front door and say, hey, listen, you know, you got some land back there. Do you mind if I actually park the van on, on your property at night? Uh, I'll pay you $200 a month or I'll pay you $300 a month or whatever. Totally cool. Yeah, you can totally do that. Can you just drive around the island every damn day and try to look for parking lots to sit in and all that <laughs> kind of stuff? Um, I guess you could, but you're going to have to be mobile. I don't think you can stay in one location more than like six hours at a time. Uh, the, the, the different thing between the mainland and uh, here is that a lot of the mainland has these, have these big Walmarts. And the big Walmarts just have huge parking lots, and they actually allow for overnights, whether it's for 18-wheeler trucks who are going in and out to state to state, or if you're going state to state and you want to park for the night in a Walmart parking lot and just stay the night. Yes, that's possible. But here, as you know, too, Walmart, you, you're not going to be able to do that here. <laughs> I mean, they're usually, you know, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it here. All parking spots are taken at Walmart. <laughs> so... <laughs> And some of them are parking garages that you have to pay to park in. And you have to pay, right, exactly. So it's just not going to be that way here. Uh, I know for a fact I see people around the island. Now, you can get away with it a lot easier on the big island because the big island's so much bigger. You can find plenty of parking lots, plenty of places to pull over to the side of the road for the night, just drive around every day, all day, and then sleep somewhere at night. No one's probably going to bother you. But here on Oahu... It would be more difficult to do that. Um, there's places to pull off to, like, kind of pull off the road to go to a beach and just sleep there overnight. And I guess you can get away with it until, the, like, the cops, you know, bang on your door <laughs> and try to tell you no. But, I mean, the laws are very – I think I think you're starting to notice here, too, The uh, most laws are not enforced. I've Nobody noticed. enforces the laws. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. So you could probably just keep driving around the island 24-7 and getting caught different places, and no one would connect the dots. And, hey, you know, that guy was over here three days ago parked. I mean, no one's going to make the connection, so you could get away with it forever. So I would say, fuck it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it if you want. I don't I like see it, it being illegal. There's nothing. There's no laws written out there saying that it's illegal to sleep or park your converted van and i just think about how cute you could do it up the van oh inside. yeah i mean like the get adorable right the volkswagen uh van, you know the old ones yeah for the sure. old buses oh you could totally do those up i don't <laughs> think it would be a problem it would be super cute yeah 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 okay so the next question is um it's pretty personal okay well, what is your breaking point what would it take for you to give up the business the nonprofit, the podcast family friends all of it and finally move away from hawaii for good what would be the breaking point um, I, I don't, I don't have a breaking point. Uh, I've been at breaking points many times already <laughs> since I've been here the last 20 years. Uh, I would say that I would probably become homeless before I left Hawaii. What would actually make me leave Hawaii? Probably if I won a very large amount of money. Really? Yeah, because I'd probably go buy my own island. <laughs> 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 because I can't change the laws here in Hawaii. So I might also create my own laws on my own island after I buy it. And I, then all you guys can come to my island. I cannot <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> Your own island sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Right? So I mean, so I don't think, <laughs> I, I think the only thing that would get me to leave here would be something better. Sure. Which, and I can't even say that if I, even if I had millions of dollars, if I went and bought an island, if it's going to be better than Hawaii. I mean, better than the beauty of Hawaii. Right. It's just that the only thing that pushes me ever is the way that the state is set up. The corruption, 
you know, no one cares anymore, it seems. Everyone just kind of lackadaisical, getting away with everything, doing whatever they want, breaking laws. There has to be some consequences, and th there isn't here. And I think that's the problem, and it gets very frustrated. I, I, get, I get very frustrated. I've well, you haven't seeing. seen it. Have you seen this? Well... Have you seen it out there? I mean, or do you not notice any of this yet? No, I'm starting to. Like, I can you name some things that you notice that frustrate you? That frustrate yeah, me? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go over some things that you've noticed. Because I can go... I don't want, I don't want to be the one that poo-poos. So, what things frustrate you that you've noticed? Because you've been living here about what now? A little over a year? Yeah. But how long now have you been living here? Um, Since I moved July 3rd, so a year and... Five months. Almost four. Like four. Four months. Yeah. Okay, so a year and four months. What are the few things that frustrate you? Well, I think I said this in the first podcast I did for the driving situation. Okay, the driving. Nothing's enforced. No driving no. rules. Not um, at all. Other than that, it's just the lackadaisical... Attitude? I, I mean, I don't even want to say it frustrates me. That's not fair. It's just that there's... I've really noticed a lot of people just, they'll tell you something and then not follow through. Oh, <laughs> it's big very surprise. Common. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm dealing with that all the time. I know, I know. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, really yeah. have to know. Did, did, did you know I used to have a co-host in the show? <laughs> 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 no comment. It's about, it's about following through. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess that does speak to my point. Um, <laughs> but aside no. from that, it, it's just in all realms of life here, you know, it's, just it's everything it's everywhere you just see people who will tell you what you want to hear and then, then they there's don't no action taken yeah there's yeah, no action nothing. yeah i mean I, I noticed that too it's just like you know like you have a conversation with somebody you go oh okay so you're going to take care of that right mm -hmm. okay we're going to go ahead and do that oh yeah okay great that never gets taken care of mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of what's going on with like the cable here we've had so many outages and stuff yes. oh yeah we're going to take care of that we're going to do that oh yeah everything's going to be wonderful it's never fixed it's never fixed um, you have to be careful with landlords and <laughs> apartments falling apart. Apartments falling apart. You know, oh, I have termites. Oh, we'll take care of that like in a year. Oh, okay. Well, the roof's going to collapse within six months. Oh, well, we'll wait till the roof actually collapses and you have no way to live. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's literally the way people think here. It's the most bizarre shit to me. And then I get frustrated, so I come up with solutions for them. And they don't even and they don't bite. Even, <laughs> they don't even bite. They don't even like, oh, you, wanna, you want, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. No. Oh, Jesus. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. All right. We are back. What All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Last week, we heard you talk about what to do for a week in Hawaii. Right. What if you just happen to be there for 24 hours? What is a singular experience that you absolutely must not miss given that opportunity? We kind of talked about it already. It would be definitely be Stairway to Heaven. Haiku Stairs. If you have one day, if you have 12 hours, considering that you can only do it the back way now, which is going to take you a good 12 hours to do, I would, I would say that that pretty much would encompass all of Hawaii is. The wonder, the majestic Hawaii, the beauty, the dream state, everything that you can possibly imagine. 
that would encompass Hawaii within a 24-hour period. And you got to prepare yourself for it. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, you should always have a guide with you, someone that knows where they are or what they're doing, especially if you're going up the backside. If you're going up the staircase, fine. I really wish one day it's legal again. It would be nice if they had a parking lot and you paid $10 or shit, man. I'd pay, 20, I'd pay $25. I'd pay $30 to do it. Seriously, no, you totally would. I, I think people, I think people, if it was 100 people a day, they were, would allow up and it was $100. I think people would do it. I, would I think pay. people would do it for 100 bucks. I would pay. I Legally, hope. to do it and not to have to feel bad about it and yeah. to have someone lead you up there that know what they're doing and you're going up the staircase and there's actually someone up there that knows the history and can talk to you about the history as you go up and do this amazing, it's like the 10th wonder of the world to me. Yeah, um, I don't have a hundred bucks, but I would pay something to do it. <laughs> so I totally agree. Oh, so um, you're poor too? Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome no. to the club. So I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, that encompasses everything that Oahu is about for sure. But what if it's somebody who's not in good enough shape to do that kind of a hike? I mean, then I would honestly suggest mm. maybe a day out with Hawaii Jeep and Specialty Tours. Oh, well, there you go. Exactly. Well, that was a nice plug. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm serious, though, um, because, you know, in 10 hours, eight to 10 hours, you can really experience the whole... You can do a longer tour. You can do sunrise to sunset with me if you want. You experience the whole island. It's amazing. There's no better way, no better introductory way to experience. And not only just the touristy spots, but you go to the local spots that nobody else would know about if you're not living here. I agree. And we can customize the tour any way you want it. So, I mean, you could spend a good 10 to 12 hours with me. Uh, with us and um, yeah we can go ahead and actually put in hikes during that day as well they just not they're not going to be as severe but they're just they're going to be beautiful too and it'll be like maybe we'll go around we'll see the island and then for two to three hours of the day we'll maybe we'll do a waterfall hike or maybe a short ridge hike and uh, we'll go from there and that'll be great yeah sounds good okay all right. Mm-hmm. You have to bring back one souvenir from Hawaii that embodies the unique and unmistakable spirit of the island. What is this souvenir? What do you think? Once, well, you, you can't just do one souvenir if you're coming to Hawaii. I mean, I can, I can actually, I can actually tell you a small little list, and then you can choose one of those if that's going to be the way you're going to do it. Let's hear it. Well, for me personally, it would be the kukui nut lay. Mm. because it's eternal it's not going anywhere it's not going to degrade it's not going to fall apart it also brings good luck so i would say for me personally uh it would be a kukui nut lay uh also a tea leaf lay which is an open tea leaf lay which lasts for a very long time it eventually will dry out but it'll last for years so you can you can get one of those you can get a uh, any any carving that's made of koa wood that's made by a kanaka maoli you don't want to go to like the aloha stadium and, and get a carving but it's made in the philippines you want to get something that has mana in it that has the power and energy and the soul that they that the hawaiians put into it which is a kanaka maoli so you know you can get a koa wood car of tiki or a fishing hook or a honu or a mo'o which is the lizard god or a mano which is the uh, shark god so something that is carved in koa that is made by a hawaiian uh, another thing is the kanaka maoli hanging night marcher's helmet with feathers uh, to ward off evil spirits so you could get that too and that could actually hang uh, in the rearview mirror of your car to keep evil spirits away 
Um, so I would say those four things. The tea leaf lei would also be good to keep evil spirits away as well because we use that in Hawaii just to keep evil spirits away, period. Mm -hmm. So if you go to valleys where it's known to have evil spirits or ghosts or things like that, you want to go ahead and have some tea leaves on you to keep the evil spirits from you. But I would say those four things. If you, as long as you can choose one of those four things... Think you're good. That's an awesome list. Um, yeah. Do you th can you think of anything? Well, the only thing I would <laughs> add is not really a meaningful souvenir at all, but I just happen to love it. <laughs> what is it? What <laughs> is it? Super cheap, probably not made in yeah. Hawaii, but I love the little hula girl for the dash in the car. <laughs> um, so well, of course, yeah. The reason being, they're not made here, probably. No, China, of China, not. China, made in China. I know it's not authentic, <laughs> but. I got one of those. Actually, I believe I bought it at Aloha General Store when I was on tour with you. Okay. Um, the first time I met you. And I took that home with me and put it in my car right away. And every time I got into my car for the next year before I moved here, it just brought me back to this beautiful place in my mind. And yeah. it was so meaningful. So I know it's not authentic, That's but... Funny, yeah. I had I had the, I had had my tiki in my vehicle. Not, not the tiki, the, uh, the hula girl for 10 years. And I finally, it broke. I know. I know. And so I finally got a new different, I got a tiki, a green tiki. Um, but um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, that, that, that should be on my list too, but because it's not actually of the islands, I mean, it represents the islands and maybe they are, maybe, maybe there's once ones out there that are made locally, but I haven't been able to find them. Most of them are made. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are made in China. Yeah, I haven't so. found local ones either. Yeah, so, I, I, so if, if, if you're asking my opinion, I guess get that too if you want, but get one of the souvenirs that you know are mm -hmm. made locally. Agree. Yeah. And it's not a souvenir, but I think the best thing that you can bring home with you... Yeah, is the aloha. Aloha spirit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, I agree with you. You hit it on the spot. All right. All right. Next question. I dream of Jeannie's bottle washes up at your feet during a beach cleanup. For saving Jeannie, you are granted a single wish before she gets back to Major Nelson, but that wish can't be used on you alone, but rather for Hawaii as a whole. So what is that wish and what are the effects? That's a really fun question. What would it be for you? It would be to give control back to the islands to the Hawaiian oh, people. I love that answer. That would be my answer to that. I wasn't really sure how to answer it because I was thinking more. I was thinking more like, what can I do? Right. But then I was thinking, no, that would be it because I think that would be the best thing for the Hawaiian for for the, for the people of Hawaii would to be give control back to the Hawaiian people. Hopefully, we can have a king and queen again and let them run the show because right now, under the way it's going right now. I mean, you've been here a year and a half. You, you've seen the destruction. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, really just have. in your short time period yeah. that you've been here. And I've been here 20 years and seeing destruction by uh, the U.S. government and all the corporations uh, that are coming in, moving in, hotel businesses and everything. I think we need to have someone that knows what they're doing about this land and how to take care of it properly. So I would say, yeah, that would be the number one for me. Give it back to the Hawaiian people. Let them run the islands. That is a beautiful answer. Yeah. How about you? What do you, you got? deserve it. Well, my answer is not quite as good as that. I, <laughs> I love that one. But I think I would say I would like to bring back the aloha. I would like the aloha to come back here because uh, I've only been here a little over a year. And already I just see so many angry people. I see so much road rage. I see disregard for the Hawaiian culture. And it all just breaks my heart. So I would want... Wow. Yeah. Really? 
I do. I see it all. Oh, you're depressing me now. On Oahu. No, I mean, I see the Aloha spirit for sure. I'm just saying there's people coming in who don't well, you have, have a Well, you have a job that takes you um, around the islands. You know, you do conferences and stuff, and you've been to Kauai a few times, right? How do you, I mean, in the show, like, how many how much, how much, many days do you spend when you go to the islands? Like, like a week or something? About five days, yeah. Okay, so about a week. So, what did you, do you notice any difference between the people on Oahu and the people on Kauai? Oh, yeah, for Can sure. Can you explain the difference? Is is there just more love and aloha? Is there yeah. more openness? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's, yeah, that's it's what it, I, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's true, too. Yeah. It's it, true. People are just, uh, I don't know, they're not, a, they're more laid back, more what you would expect. It's what it's the way Oahu used to be 20, yeah, 30 years exactly. ago. Mm-hmm. There's it, just too many people here. There's too many laws. It's just, there's too much. Um, I think it's because, and I think it goes back because people are not being listened to here. And they're being really taxed out of the island, and they're starting to build up resentment and anger, and they're starting to lose that aloha spirit. Whereas the other islands are still mm-hmm. kind of controlled by the Hawaiians a little bit, yeah. more than this one. And I think that's the difference. Like I said, give it back to the Hawaiian people. Yeah, then you'll get that aloha great. back. I did feel the yeah. aloha way more on every other island. Yeah, you'll have to. the aloha back when you, when you give it back to the people that own it. And then it's the true. other, my other wish for Hawaii is that... People would just start respecting the environment more here. All yeah. the, you know, it, yeah. it's just all the illegal dumping and the trash and uh, just, I don't know, it's so hard to see. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, you know, with the nonprofit we've been seeing, I mean, we've picked over 500,000 pounds of trash now we've picked up. It's mind-blowing. It's truly mind-blowing what A you guys 500, do. 500,000. Yeah. I mean, another couple it? of years, we'll be at a million How does it happen? pounds of How trash. How does that happen? I don't know what's going on, but can you imagine if we didn't exist? No. <laughs> I look at all the stuff that we've been doing with the nonprofit, and I'm saying, my God, if we didn't exist, there would be just so much garbage everywhere. So, yes, I mean, let's take care of Hawaii. I think people, a big part of that, too, is because people, have, people are giving up. Yeah. And they don't care anymore. Yeah. That's true. So we got to give hope. We have to bring hope back. Absolutely. And yeah. I think people who come to vacation, you know, they know they're going home. So I'm not, obviously not everybody, but some people probably don't think about the effects of, no. you know, they're leaving trash on the beach or whatever. No, they don't. And there's a lot more tourists coming. I mean, the, the Hawaii Tourism 30, first of there was 500,000 people coming here a month. Then there was 600, 700, 800. Last month, there was 900,000. Wow. They want to topple a million a month new people oh, coming. Oh, my God, no. Where are these people going? And then uh, where's that trash going? Yeah. So you have people, Japanese, whatever there is, smoking, because they smoke a lot over there, and they're just throwing their butts everywhere. So you have smoking butts all over the beaches, even though we've made it illegal now to have smoking on beaches. And there's people doing it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's out there. I've seen it. Yeah. And I see the beer cans, the liquor bottles. Liquor I see bottles, it all. beer. So that's yeah. one of the major problems, too, is just like uh, it's the kids, it's the college kids doing bomb fires. It's the college kids that are coming in from the mainland to go to the University of Hawaii. They don't know the rules, laws, regulations. They don't care about them. And that's happening. Yeah. So let's give control to the Hawaiians back and let's go back to the Kapu laws to the way if you're putting bottles and doing bomb fires, you get beheaded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little extreme weed, don't That you think? would take care <laughs> of everything. Wow. All right. Why don't we move on? Okay. <laughs> so this next question is a long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. It's hard to believe that the descendants of Hawaiian royalty aren't still around. 
why haven't we heard more from them? And why haven't they and the Kanaka Maoli teamed up to be more visible and politically active as Hawaii degrees? There is so much celebration of the old kings and queens, but their lineage couldn't have just died and gone silent with the queen as she did have adopted children. Why aren't they a political rallying point? Well, there's also descendants of King Kamehameha himself still that are out there. Some of the bloodline, King Kalakaua, they're still part of the bloodline. Uh, they're out there. Some of them aren't even in Hawaii anymore. They're, really? No, no. They're traveling around the world. They're doing whatever they're doing. And, you know, I remember hearing or seeing one of them, and they go, you know what? Even if we brought kings and queens back, it was said that they don't want anything to do with it anymore. Okay. Which is crazy. Right? That because really they could come is. back and they could be a prince or they could be a king or they could be a queen. So some of them are just way beyond that now because they believe they have no faith or hope that that would ever even come to pass again. But if it did, do you think they right. would change their well, mind? Well, if it did, they would probably get a lot of pressure to come back. But the thing is, is I, I think the Hawaiians, and I, and I believe this too, I don't think... I don't think they want, just because it's lineage or it's bloodline, I don't think the Kanaka Mali will want someone in that position if they don't want to be in it. Mm. As long as it's as long as long you have the bloodline, it doesn't have to be royal family, as long as you're Hawaiian, I think. Sure. I don't see why you couldn't take upon those positions if you're brought into that position by the community. If the Hawaiian community says, you know what, this is a good leader. Mm-hmm. He might not have King Kalakaua blood or Kamehameha blood, but he still has a lineage of Hawaiian families that may be his great-great-grandfather was a kahuna or whatever it may be um i'm sure we could put people in place where we have a king and queen again um and that question is you know why is this not happening why is that not happening it is happening if you've been noticing if you've been paying attention to the news lately i would say for the last three four months you know you have mauna kea Mm -hmm. people are rebelling you have people rebelling at Waimanalo. You have people rebelling over on the North Shore yep. in Kahuku, where they're putting in the wind, 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 uh, wind farms. It's going in the next place is going. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to continue. They're, they're being arrested 40, 50 people a day now, and it's insane. And what really pisses me off is I understand that we want to do these wind farm things and we want to become energy efficient, right? I mean, that's really what we want to go green, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is is we're not sitting down with the community and we're not sitting down with the Hawaiian people and getting their take on it. What would you like to see? What do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. They're not including the local c- people of the community. It's kind of like saying, you know, you get that bill for your car registration. They didn't tell you, oh, <laughs> yeah. by the way, we're going to put up your, your taxes on that, another $50 uh, uh, you know, next year. Right. No, they just send you a bill and you get it. And you're like, why wasn't I told it was going to go up another $50? Most importantly, their concerns need to be heard with these projects, yeah, and yeah. there's just there hasn't really been a chance for them to voice those concerns They're, before yeah. things are you know underway, no, and I, that is a huge problem. It is a huge problem, and I think it's becoming a worse problem. And I know, you know, Chris from Big Island, he was talking about, oh, you know, look at they're protesting TMT, they're protesting the the wind farms, but it's so beyond what they're protesting. Mm-hmm. It's 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 they're protesting not being included and not yeah, hearing having not their heard. voices heard. Yeah, I agree. It's just like the it's like the indigenous people no one gives a fuck about the indigenous people we don't care about you money's more important these big corporations that are going to bring in these wind farms they're going to bring in all this money they're going to make all this money you see 50 to 100 police officers up there why the fuck aren't they getting off those why aren't they getting the drug dealers off the streets what are all listen hawaii has some of the strictest gun laws in the state how are all these people getting shot lately what guns are these people using they're illegal guns Okay, what is going on? Why aren't the cops doing this? How did the cops 
recently, after doing an investigation, find a, a two-week woman was here on vacation for two weeks. She was found dead, bound, right? What happened to her? Yeah, she was, oh, they're saying it, they ruled out suicide. And or they, no, no, they, they ruled, ruled out, out homicide and it could potentially be suicide. Suicide. Maybe. So what she did is she bound herself up in what? Duct tape? I don't know. And, and then she decided to, and then she jumped in? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't she make any vacation. sense. She left her kids at home. I, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So we have cops that can't do their job now. But when money's involved, there's hundreds of them ready to arrest indigenous people. It is really sad. And it's fucked up. They're so it's peaceful. Wrong. They're so peaceful in their Hawaiians, protests. Aloha Aina. Aloha Aina. They're always peaceful. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. How about you just pick them up and put them to the side? Why do you have to arrest them? Why do you have to like be violent with them? And these and you know what the majority of the 40, 50 people that were arrested up at uh, Kahuku were all women. Wow. What are you doing? What are these police doing? How how long will it take before it becomes violent and the Hawaiians stand up and start getting violent? I don't know because they've been doing this Aloha Aina for so long. But yeah. I'll tell you, the first moment someone does get violent and a Hawaiian dies, oh, there's oh going to be a fucking problem here. One Hawaiian dies is going to be a major problem here. And I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I pray it never gets to that point. I know. I hope so, too. It's crazy. But don't think the Hawaiians are standing up right now. They are doing something. There is a revolution going on in the Hawaiian community right now, and we locally, the Haoles, the Portuguese, the Japanese, the Chinese, we're all seeing it. We're all getting around them. We're all rallying behind them, so we're all part of it, and we're all getting frustrated. And not only is this happening across the islands where they're st starting to stand up, but also on the mainland a little bit here and there, right? Yeah. In the pockets? This, yes, there's mm -hmm. certain places on the mainland that they're stepping up too, so... It's happening. It's slowly happening. And it's and, and as long as the mayor and the governor and the government here in Hawaii does not start to listen, I, I think there's going to be there's going to be problems starting. And that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good for the government here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's lighten up the mood okay. a little bit. <laughs> let's get out of that stuff. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got before we go to break? Because we're going to go to okay. break in a few minutes. One more quick one. Where are the best pizza places on Oahu? Wow. <laughs> did we just go from that question to this question? We did. <laughs> that was, that was, a, was, that, was that you doing that? I'm did just reading them in order <laughs> from Facebook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the two places that I love the most would be Boston Pizza and Hawaii Kai and Bob's Pizza, which is another Boston pizza place, which is in Kailua. Kailua. The one in Kailua is better than than the one in Hawaii Kai. So if you want really awesome pizza, go to Bob's Pizza first. What? What are you going to say? What do you got? I would agree with your top two choices in that you order. Would agree. However, However. <laughs> if you're from the East Coast yeah. and you know what real New York City pizza is, there's nothing here in Hawaii that compares nothing oh boy, on any of the islands. And the same can be said for Italian food. It's just, it doesn't yeah, compare. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> Hawaii is Hawaii, right? So it's going to be Asian fusion cuisine. It's not going to be yes. a Boston or New York. No, I Italian. So out of the Mexican. choices, out of the choices yeah. that we have, yeah. I totally agree with your responses there. So you would say Bob's Pizza first. Bob's is And the then Boston. Yeah. Okay. So Bob's Pizza in Kailua and then Boston Pizza in Hawaii Kai. You got it. Okay. So there we go. That's the two best pizzas, and I still say Boston pizza is better than New York. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll agree to disagree <laughs> okay, here. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're going to be going uh, to a break. We're going to listen to some more Burr's Harmid, and then we'll be right back. All right. Let's get 
right back into those questions because we've got a lot left, and we're already like almost an hour in, so we're doing pretty good here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Crazy. Wade. What, yes. What is the best way to sightsee on Oahu? Well, that's, we've already gone over this. It'd be with me. With you, Jeep yeah, Tour. Hawaii for Jeep sure. and specialty tours, all Hawaii Jeep tours. Uh, we'll take you out for the full day, 10 to 12 hours, sunrise to sunset. We'll do whatever you guys want to do. That's the best way to sightsee around the island of Oahu. And then rent yeah. a car so you can go back to all your favorite spots that we showed you. There you go. You hit it. All right. Okay. Next one. How long does a car last in Hawaii? <laughs> who the hell asked that i wonder um okay so how long does a car last in hawaii well if it's a new car it's going to last you a long time if it's an older car it's probably not uh been salt proofed Mm -hmm. so as everybody knows well maybe some people do not know that for some reason they think like the east coast and wherever it snows that you know those vehicles are going to go quicker but in hawaii they go just as quick because there's so much salt in there from the ocean Whereas if you lived in Arizona, which is perfect dry climate, those cars last forever. So here in Hawaii, the vehicles last just as long or they last less than they would on like the East Coast where there's salt, where they put salt on the roads and everything. So mm-hmm. if you do not have an indoor garage here in Hawaii, your car is going to get rusty relatively quick. Um, I've lost brake lines. I've lost... Uh, my uh, radiator lines all to rust boom gone Bur- everything just burst mm-hmm. because the rust was so bad uh, underneath the whole car is all rust now because I never got it put rhino lined or anything like that but the new vehicles that are coming out now th- you can get the option or they actually have they are rhino lined and everything to protect you from all the salt but I would say if it's a vehicle pre from 2010 and earlier your cars are not going to last as long they're going to go quicker fair enough yeah I think that's fair enough all right, I'm really interested in this answer for the yeah, next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. What is the best way to make poi? I don't know anything about it, so... Well, okay, so first of all, a lot of people get confused with what poi is. Poi is the pounding of the taro, but the Hawaiian name of it is kalo, with a K. So you'll hear Kanakamali say kalo, whereas Hawaiians and just regular Joe Schmo, they'll probably say taro. And then to pound it means to poi, means to make it into poi. The best way is the traditional Hawaiian way, which obviously some people are not going to be able to do that. I'll quickly go over the way you guys can make it at home if you want to make it. But first of all, you have to have kala wataro. <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to do it back home unless you can go to a special grocery store where they have taro or kala. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do about that. So I can tell you the easiest way to do it at home. But... If you're on a whole island or you're maybe you're in Florida or I don't know, somewhere where you can do it like this, you first of all, uh, you got to steam the kalo in an emu. An emu is underground with hot rocks. So have a little fire, get the rocks nice and steamed, and then put the, go ahead and put the um, potatoes on top of it, which is the, the taro. Cover it with dirt. That's literally steaming it. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you have actually have it like a mashed potato now. Now it's ready to take out. Okay, you put it in a bucket of cold water that will allow the uh, kalo skin to easily come off. Then you lightly uh, scrape it like you would uh, peeling a potato. But first you do it with your hands. Once it's put, as soon as it's so hot, you put it into the bucket of cold water and then literally just putting your hand over it will take the skin off of it. Wow. And then if there's anything left that your hands don't get off, then you can scrape those little parts off. Okay. So that would be the uh, next thing you do. Next, you're gonna cut up the kalo up into squares, okay? Then you're going to take your poi wood board, 
Uh, it's kind of like a cutting board, but has more like a shape to it, like a roundish shape to it. Once again, these are not things you may have back home. Right. You'll pro you can buy them here though in Hawaii easily. Uh, then you're going to need your poi pounding stone, which is a which is, is a gripping stone made of lava rock that they shape, hmm. and then you pound it on your poi board. Wow. I know. I guess kind of. I know until it gets soft and like gummy. Once it's soft, okay, and you keep pounding it on your board. Then you're going to add water to it, okay, until it meets your taste and texture. So you keep going at it, flipping it over with your hand, keep pounding it with your uh, stone, and then it gets gooey, gooey, then add water, and it gets to a point where you like it. Keep tasting it, keep tasting it, and then with that texture and that softness to it, the way you like it, it's ready to serve. Wow. Yeah, well, but that's not easy. How long of a process do you think this is hours, from start to finish? Hours. Wow. Well, no, actually from the start of... Um, steaming them in the emu you're looking at a whole day process that's crazy yeah so that's not going to happen right is there any that's the way to do it um is there anywhere that tourists could observe the whole process not the whole process but yes the there is i believe there's places on the west side the west side has a couple of really cool farms where they actually do the whole process wow uh there's places on Maui. actually every island has places where you can actually take workshops and learn how to make poi Cool. So they have it almost on every island. Now, if you're going to do it at home, the mo the main thing about getting it at home is that you want to first get it. Okay. So you have to have taro. You have to have taro or kalo, as, as the Hawaiians call it. This is this process is so much easier. So what you want to do is you get the kalo, you put it in a pan with boiling water, you boil it, okay? Mm -hmm. Instead of putting it in an emu okay. to steam it. So just put it in boiling water like you would any type of mashed potato, any type of potato. Sure. Take it out. Put it in cold water, and then the skin will come off again. Mm -hmm. Then you peel whatever's left over. Then you cut it up. You put it in a blender. Oh. And then you close it up, spin the blender, texture up. It's not the way you want it yet. Add water. Spin it again in the blender. Keep adding water and blending it until you get it to where you want it, and then just pour it into a bowl. You're done. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's a lot better than pounding the poi and doing all this stuff with the stone and the board and all yeah. this. So if you're at home, as long as you can get it. Okay. It's a super easy process, but there's no mana there. Mm -hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? I do. There's yeah, no mana I know put what you mean. The, There's no. There's no. It's not the same. Well, yeah, and you know, it would probably, a perfect example would be, and I know some people love to do this. If they, I know, they, if they get a lobster, they want to actually crack the lobster up and break it off and get the pieces out. Whereas you can just get it already done for you and like lobster mac and cheese or whatever it's already all done or it's a lobster pie or whatever but people actually like to go through the process right. of, of getting it out yourself and doing it because you feel more accomplished absolutely and i think that goes with i think especially for something like poi because you're actually going through the tradition of doing it and creating it and you're putting that mana and love and spirit into the food Totally it's right. a lot easier than using a fucking blender. <laughs> but if that's the only way you can do it at home, do it at home like that. It's not a bad alternative. It's more doable for right. sure. Uh, especially if you don't have all that um, necessary equipment. Exactly. So if tourists want to come here and just experience poi, they want to try it, not necessarily go through the process just of making it. Just look it up on Google. What about Poi Factory? What could they expect there? Is that... Oh, Poi Factory. Yeah. yeah so, that, I mean, that's going to be... So right around that area, right before you actually get to the Poi Factory on the way to the uh, Kualoa Ranch um, at the Poi Factory, they actually have the most traditionally made uh, Hawaiian foods, like a real luau. You got lao lao and you got real poi. And all that is coming right from uh, right before 
the Poi Factory, which is a restaurant, is where they're actually growing the taro in the old 1930s and 1940s uh, plantation home still. That's cool. And then they go ahead and take that taro and they give it to um, the Poi Factory. And then they go ahead and make the poi back there from that. And it's only like right up the street they're getting the actual taro, uh, kalo. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, really they, cool. Have, they have really great traditional food there. I've eaten there several times. It's really good. It's not cheap. It's a little expensive. But it should be because it's one of the few places on the island of Oahu that serves real traditional yeah, true local Hawaiian experience. cuisine. Yeah. Exactly. Good cool. for bringing that up. Good idea. All right. Yeah, right on. Next question. What is the difference between ahi, ono, or wahu, and mahi, mahi? Oh, wow. Okay, so... First of all, Ono is Wahoo. So uh, we'll go over that first. Uh, ono, here in Hawaii, the, f- the fish that Ono is in Hawaii is known as Wahoo in other parts of the world. So let's say two, of the, two out of the three fish here you can find in Florida, in the Gulf. Okay. Okay, in the Gulf of Mexico and around Florida, you can find Mahi Mahi and you can find Wahoo. But in Hawaii, it's called Ono. Ono is called, Wahoo is called Ono. Okay. Ono and mahi-mahi, a white, tender, flaky fish when cooked. Ahi is yellowfin tuna. It's obviously different than the bluefin tuna. Yellowfin tuna is found in the Pacific. You can't find that in Florida. And then you can find the bluefin tuna in the Atlantic Ocean. So the bluefin tuna is going to be much fattier because it's in colder water and it's going to be much bigger. And, then you know, they, they can be over 1,000 pounds. And then you're going to find the ahi, which is yellowfin tuna, which is much more lean, much healthier. Um, and they usually go from anywhere from 100 to 300 pounds, actually 50 to 300 pounds. So wow. they're much smaller, much healthier for you. But the difference between bluefin and yellowfin is bluefin, a lot of the Japanese love the bluefin. They'll spend all this money to get the bluefins because the fat of the belly is really tasty. Whereas the yellowfin tuna here in Hawaii and the Pacific Ocean doesn't have that fatty flesh on it. So it's not, as t- it's not as tasty. It's, not tasty. it's more okay. lean. It's kind of like chicken breast, chicken legs, right. whatever. It's kind of like, what do you want? Do you want the leaner, healthier meat? Right, right. Or do you want a tastier, tastier. fattier? Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. I'm learning so much. Yeah, and the Onu, the uh, Ono and the Mahi Mahi are very good fish. Uh, they're just uh, a flaky white fish, whereas the Ahi is actually a red meat. And it's usually cooked medium rare, whereas Mahi Mahi and Ono is cooked through. Okay. So really the ahi is one of the few fish that, you know, you will you can cook medium rare or you can just eat it raw. You sound like a chef or something. <laughs> <sighs> I used to be. I know. <laughs> I used to be, but you know, I can only do so much. All right. All right. Next question. What is the most efficient way to get from Big Island to Molokai? Uh, from Big Island to Molokai. Well, uh, from Big Island, you can only go by plane. Only way. Only way. Only <laughs> way. But from Maui, you can go by ferry. Uh, you can also go to Lanai uh, by ferry as well. They used to have a ferry that used to go to um, Oahu to Maui. And then they used to have a ferry that would go from Oahu to Kauai. But they got rid of that mm-hmm. because there was a huge problem. The military was working with the ferry system. And they got them to pa- They got them to get past regulations, environmental regulations, without passing. So it was causing environmental harm to the reef systems. Right. And then when the ferry was going to Kauai, the residents and the uh, Hawaiian people of Kauai were actually blocking the um, the docks from the ferries land from landing. They didn't want them there. They didn't want oh, them to come. They didn't want them to come in Kauai. I mean you if you look back online and Hawaii news now from many years ago, you'll see all the Hawaiians blocking all the uh, boat harbors. 
So they always stood up for themselves. They always seems. did. Yeah. They always did. It's not like they didn't. It's just that we're now we're starting to see more and more and more of it because there's news everywhere. There's right. cameras everywhere. The iPhone. Yeah. And they're just getting fed up. They're getting fed up now. But this has been happening for a long time. So that question that we that was asked a while back, this has been happening over, you know, last. This has been happening since we became a state since 1959. Right. It's just that now it's becoming more prevalent. Yeah. But to go back to this question, so fairies will never return. Uh, no, that's not saying that. Do not you saying that. Might? Well, if they can pass environmental environmental regulations, we might get one back to Oahu that'll go to Maui. But getting back to Kauai, the, 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 they may not want that. And you know, I don't know. I don't know if we could. I mean, maybe if it was a smaller vehicle, mm-hmm. more environmentally friendly, maybe we could go to Kauai. But as of right now, that big monstrosity that they had. Yeah, that thing was big. Yeah, I know. I I went on that thing. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went on that thing. It was big. It was nice, the fact that you could put your vehicle on it and go to Maui for a three-day weekend with your own vehicle and not have to rent a car. car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just go back. So if you were working island to island and you wanted to bring your vehicle for three days and you were working over, you had a conference, you know, whatever was happening, you could bring your vehicle over there for the week. Okay. So, yeah, and it was three hours to get to Maui, so... So right now, yeah, right now your option is Hawaiian Airlines and, and Southwest. Southwest. Well, Southwest isn't flying everywhere yet. Mokalea, something like that. Airline. I think there's, two, there's there's a few other airlines yeah. still available. Okay. But not too many. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's the best way you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take plane. Yep. From Big Island no to choice. Molokai. No, <laughs> yeah, no choice. All right. How dangerous are falling coconuts? Ah, <laughs> uh, you. They're very dangerous. They're actually very dangerous. You are 30% more likely to get seriously harmed or killed by a coconut than a shark in Hawaii. Wow. 30%. Are you serious? No, no joke. That is crazy. Yeah, you can you can do whatever you want in the ocean. The likability of a shark coming by or attacking you is very rare. And we've had some cases lately where we've, seen, we've heard about shark attacks. Right. Uh, you're way more likely to get harmed or killed by a coconut. Uh, especially if you go to a secluded beach that's not run by a beach park, but right. it's not run by the state. Because if you just go to the beach, obviously you want to get some shade. If you look up, there's coconuts up there. That's a bowling ball. That has the weight of a bowling ball. If you're just under there, you <laughs> dude, you won't even wake up again. Oh my god! That you'll just be out, and then next thing that thing hits you, and it'll crush a part of your skull. You you have a 50-50 chance of living. So note to self: always look up. Always going look in the up. Shade. <laughs> this is why when you go to any resort or anywhere on Waikiki or in any town. You will see no coconuts in any of the coconut trees because every morning before you get up, the workers are out there taking any coconut trees right. off the trees. And that's law? Well, it's not law. It's to, en- they don't want to, be it's sued. to ensure okay. no one gets sued and no yeah, one gets... Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine having a vacation or walking down the street <sighs> on the sidewalk and they're like, they're doing all following all the laws and then a coconut falls and kills them? That'd be so horrible. They would sue the state. I'm sure That's they on would. state property. Yeah. They have to keep those coconuts out of there. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds like quite a job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this next question is obviously not my question, but I'm going to read it as worded. Okay. I have a beard. (laughs) 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 I have a beard and I've been searching everywhere for the perfect balm. Can you recommend one? I have a beard and I'm looking for the the perfect balm. Okay, so that was Greg. Greg asked this question and it's hilarious because he knows that I've been working (laughs) on a... I've been working on a coconut boy beard bomb, but I've also been working on a coconut girl body bomb. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been tedious. There's been a lot of processes, a lot of going back and forth. And uh, it's looking like, um, I would say, yeah, get my product. But it's going to probably be not until November, December 
that we have a finished product that's actually going to be put in the containers and be able to go out as testers to anybody that wants to try it for $7.99. And I definitely, like that, yeah? I definitely recommend trying it. It smells amazing. Because I gave it you some. It feels amazing. Yeah, I tried a sample and it is, it's, it's really nice. It's really good, right? It's really nice. Okay, and the, so the only differences between the, the woman, uh, the coconut boy and the coconut girl is the coconut boy has more beeswax in it. And it's just a little harder so it can stay in the beard. Um, and whereas the woman's a little softer, so she can put it anywhere on her body, her lips, wherever she wants. I like it. Yeah, I really like it as a body balm. It's really nice. Um, Especially for your hands and your feet. Hands, feet, yep. Yeah. But I know some people like it as a lip balm. Yep. It just depends like on what you like. It just depends on what you like. And also the smell's different between the two a little bit, right? Yeah, one's a little stronger smell than the other one. has Lily Koi uh, essential oils and the other one has coconut essential oils. Very cool. Yeah. All, All right. right. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to take um, one more break and then we'll be back and we'll finish up with like another 20 questions or something. Something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, guys, we'll be right back. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on earth. An 808 cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, Consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Malka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we are back. Okay, so let's get in. It looks like we have a little bit more than 20 <laughs> questions, but damn, man, we had a lot of questions. We did. A lot of people asking a lot of cool stuff. So thank you, everyone, for uh, go ahead and putting these questions in. Yeah, they're awesome yeah. questions. I really am learning a lot. Yeah, right on. All right. Um, so I heard that people can get sick while at the top of Haleakala and Mauna Kea. Have you felt this when you've been up there? That's a good question. And yes, I have. Um, altitude sickness. Have you experienced it? No. Okay. I, so okay. I've only been up Haleakala and it was probably one of my all-time favorite experiences in Hawaii. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I yeah. didn't it's, it's a very excellent experience. It didn't um, bother me. Okay. So I've, I've uh, horsebacked uh, Haleakala. Okay. And... Remember, when you go up there to watch sunrise, how many hours did you spend up there, do you believe? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Probably couple, not. A couple hours. A few, yeah. Okay, just imagine spending a day up there. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so you're up there for a good, you know, anywhere six to eight hours or more, and you're trying to breathe. Now, if you're on a horse, I don't know how those, I don't know how the horse and mules did it. I don't know how they did it, because obviously they're up in the mm -hmm. 9,000, 10,000, you know, foot range, and... Um, I was up there, and I was starting to feel a little dizzy, a little iffy, and I wasn't even hiking. Now, you can hike that. You can hike Haleakala, right. too. I couldn't do it. Okay. I, I'll just be honest with you. I couldn't do it. You're going to feel an altitude sickness uh, when you go over to Mauna Kea, starting at 6,000 or higher, 6, 9, 10, 14. When you get to 14,000 feet and you're at the top where all the observatories are and the telescopes, if you're up there more than maybe four to six hours, you're going to start to feel strange. Is Mauna Kea higher? Yeah, so uh, Haleakala is a little over 10,000. Mm -hmm. uh, Mauna Kea is a little over 14,000. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So you're looking at over 4,000 over 4, uh, you know, feet above Haleakala. Wow. So now you're looking at, well, what are you doing up there? If you, if you're, you, first of all, you're not going to be run. You can't run anywhere up there. You, you run, you're going to be like, oh, my God. You won't even be able to breathe. So, yeah, you, so, yes, you will get sick if you spend um, long 
periods of time up there. Uh, recently, I did hear that the police officers that are staying up at Mauna Kea, they're all getting sick now. Oh, no. So now they're really, the, the uh, union of the police department is getting pissed by the state and by the mayor and the governor now. Because they're staying up there too long watching the Hawaiian people and they're getting sick. They're losing their vision. They can't breathe. Oh my gosh! They're getting yeah. There's a lot of th- there's a lot of things that's happening to them now. So, uh, yes, it can happen if you stay up there long periods of time. And what those police officers are doing, I believe, out of Mauna Kea, is they're doing eight-hour shifts. So eight come in, and then the next eight come in, and then the next eight come in, and the next eight come in. Okay. So they're rotating, but I think eight hours is way too much. Right. And that's and and mind you, they're getting it sick at only, I think it was six thousand or nine thousand feet. They're oh. getting sick. At six to nine thousand feet, that's not four, that's not right, twice right. as high Very as it close. is. <laughs> yeah, that's not even fourteen thousand feet. So, wow. Uh, yes, you can get sick. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Next question: Are there any dangerous animals to be worried about in Hawaii? What do you got, Wade? <sighs> I got some in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say yeah because considering I just got bit by a spider lately. <laughs> oh yeah, you so, do. So yeah, so I uh, yeah, so yes, there is. You have the recluse or what they call the violin spider. You have the black widow spider. You have scorpions. Uh, you have um, centipedes. Centipedes. Uh, you got uh, other than that, poisonous or deathly. Um, you have the uh, cane toad. Uh, obviously, a human is not going to go over and lick its back, so I don't think we're worried about that. But if your cat or dog was to grab the uh, the giant toad, it could die. I had one of those outside my apartment. Okay, okay. And then you know you see them usually crushed on the side of the road all the time. Yeah. So they're so those are dangerous. Um, other than that, you don't really have any animal other than the, the wild boar. The that wild could, boar is scary. So the wild boar, yeah. <laughs> so the wild boar could, if you were to creep up on it, if you're hiking, um, it could attack you. Uh, its razors are really sharp. It could literally cut your artery in your legs, and then you would bleed to death before you got out of the woods. So hopefully you have something to take care of that. Um, other than that, you have the longhorn, you have the access deer, you have the mongoose. Uh, you have some lizards. Um, yeah, they're not dangerous. You got the uh, Portuguese man of war oh. that is poisonous. <laughs> you have sharks, but you know, likability of getting attacked by a shark isn't going to happen. Uh, but the Portuguese man of war could sting you like a scorpion. Uh, we do have scorpions. We don't have a lot of scorpions, mostly in dry areas. Uh, but I would say the most uh, the most dangerous out of everything here would be the spider that I got attacked by. Out yeah. of everything you could fucking get attacked by, I got attacked by it. That was pretty awful. You were out of commission yeah, was, for a while. I, I, yeah, I don't even know how I did a podcast. It was like for, for <laughs> like a couple of weeks I thought I was going to die. But um, yeah, other than that, I don't, other than that, no, we don't have a lot of things that can kill you. So actually, there's no actually thing that can kill you. But if you don't take care of yourself and do something properly, <laughs> yeah. you could die from a, you know, you could, we don't Sunny. have, so we don't, we, we don't have snakes. So, but you could die from a spider bite. You could die from a, from a bull biting you and you don't do anything about it. I mean. So, but I think overall, we're, we're pretty lucky here. I think one of the most dangerous things that you could have here would be snakes. And it would probably kill people. Right. But luckily, we don't you have do snakes. do not. Thank goodness. But they show up once in a while, don't they? <laughs> Maui, right? <laughs> I heard Maui had yeah. a snake leash and it was like a python. Yeah, it was dead, right? I think it had been run over. Yeah, they're not yeah. sure where it came from. Oh, it wasn't dead. Somebody ran it over, but it wasn't dead. It wasn't so they're dead. working on figuring okay. all that out. Maybe it's okay now. Um, and so my mom's best friend was um, staying over my place one time and there was a wild boar that came right up to my lanai while she was sleeping on an air mattress in the living room. So <laughs> that scared her. Christ. It didn't hurt her or anything, but it That's definitely crazy. scared her. I know. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. Um, what is the most dangerous thing to do in Hawaii? 
I would say the most dangerous thing to do in Hawaii is anything that relates to the ocean. That's just the, 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 the truth. More people die in Hawaii from the ocean than anything else. So anything that involves the ocean, uh, snorkeling, scuba diving, uh, swimming long periods of time, uh, anything could get you in trouble depending on the current, the tide, things like that. Plus, you, not only are you dealing with the, with, with the ocean, you're dealing with what's in the ocean. So you have to deal with Portuguese man of war. You have to deal with sharks. Not that that's, you know, that's secondary. Right. Just, just the ocean, just the waves and the current are the most dangerous. I mean, we have so many people dying from snorkeling and, and, and scuba diving and just actually swimming in the ocean. So I would say any, any it's sad, but mm-hmm. any ocean activity, I would say, consider the most dangerous. Um, hiking, no. Hiking would be further back on the, on the list. But I would say any outdoor activity that you do alone is dangerous. Oh, right. right. So yeah. I agree with you on that. So I don't believe, right, I, I think I've said this before, any yeah. any activity that you do, you never do anything alone. Right. I, 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 yeah, I've made some mistakes. And be careful crossing the street. Well, right. <laughs> so that's a problem, too. We have more pedestrian deaths than I think any other state compared to cap per capita, how many people we have here. So crossing the street, be very careful. We have a lot of third and secondary highways that don't look like highways, but they're actually called highways. And there's no crosswalks. So people just go boom right by and you have to run for your life because people aren't stopping. Yeah. Well, half the time they don't even see you. It's it's just a bad design. Yes. I would say ocean, number one danger, two, crossing the street, which is so sad. And then hiking would probably be third. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or jumping out of a plane. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't plan on doing. So. All right. Yeah. Why are there so many Japanese in Hawaii? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a question often asked. (laughs) (laughs) well let's see um one it's a short eight hour flight uh for the japanese to get to a tropical island Uh, it's much cheaper vacation than for americans because um of the value of the yen many japanese travel agencies cater to putting together cheap hawaii vacation packages a long time ago, Hawaii and its government saw um, how much money Japanese was, uh, the Japanese were bringing into Hawaii and started to cater to the Japanese tourists uh, to make them feel more comfortable. Japanese love to high-end shop, and Hawaii has catered to the high-end shopper with lower prices and duty-free costs. Uh, there have been large communities of Japanese who have lived here in Hawaii since the days Japanese worked in the sugarcane and plantations back in the 1800s is another reason. Ala Moana Center is the largest outdoor mall in the world that specifically caters to the Japanese. Many restaurants in Hawaii are either Japanese or cater to Japanese. Everything in Hawaii are usually written in American and Japanese and many people... Uh, here in Hawaii, speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. So that obviously makes it much more comfortable for them as well. Now, the crazy thing is for... Uh, another thing that's kind of controversial, but it is true, is Japan, a long time ago, published ancient maps and documents that showed that the Hawaiian Islands were historically part of Japanese's homeland. What? Yes, yes, long before World War II. I've never heard that. Yes, the Japanese people are still intrigued by this and want to visit uh, this group of islands because they believe it's still theirs. Wow. Right, right. Many also come to Hawaii to buy land or homes to get their piece of Hawaii that they believe is still part of their historical right. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like the China Sea. China believes Taiwan and many of the islands below China 
are theirs sure. from historical maps. Right. So, you know, you're, you're dealing with the Philippines and all those people say, no, sir, no, sir, there are maps. You know, these, this, these are our lands. So a long time ago, it looks like Japan, they say, Hawaii might have been owned by Japanese. I just didn't know that. Well, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. How long should I stay in Hawaii for vacation? Hmm. I would say if you're going to come to Hawaii, you can't. You know, I hear these crazy things that people come here for four to five days. I think that's wrong. My I, friend did. Yeah. Okay. I think people even say that they come here for seven days. I don't believe you fully adjusted to Hawaii until after seven days. Also, are you yeah. island hopping? Are you just coming to well, one island? Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's true too. Right. Are you doing multiple islands at a time? Are you kind of hanging out on one? I would say the minimum time, and I know this is impossible for everybody because everybody doesn't have that kind of money, but I would say 14 days. I totally agree. I Two would weeks. say 10 to 14 days minimum. Yeah, I agree. And then within those, let's say, let's say you did 10 days. In 10 days, you could probably do two islands. And in 14 days, you could do two islands. It just depends on what you want to do. Maybe spend more on one island, go to another island. Um, if you stay here for three weeks, you could do three islands. You could do a week in island. Mm -hmm. So, but you, but you don't want to feel rushed. You know, once you, you got to understand, you know, wherever you're coming from, who knows where you're coming from. You could be coming from the other side of the world. It takes a day to adjust. Then you get, let's say you stay five days. You have a day to adjust. Mm -hmm. Then you have three days. Mm -hmm. Then the next day you got to go back. I know. That's so, so you, so, so you haven't adjusted. Yeah, that's true. It's, so five days, you're not here yet. You know, and you're still on wherever you came from. You're still on that time period. You know, you're still in that time frame. Like, oh, back home, it would be this time. If you're still looking at your clock and saying, oh, back home, it's this time. You're not adjusting. Then you're not here yet. That's true. You're not here yet. And I think there needs to be enough time to mix up adventuring and also time for relaxation and rejuvenation. I, I agree with you. You know, getting drunk, <laughs> having great sex. You know, find some time. Wow. Find some time. Find some time to do these things in between adventuring and chilling out. Right. I kind of meant the beach, <laughs> but I mean, okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I mean, it's like you gotta like have have a little bit of everything. You're not yeah, gonna be yeah. able. To, you're not gonna be able to do all these things in three to five days. No, it's true. I Two mean, weeks, you, you can relax. Yeah. You can have a drink on the beach. You can do some hiking. Exactly. You can do some snorkeling. You can do some adventuring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, things like that. All right. Two weeks minimum. Fourteen days. Agree. Why do you take your shoes off before entering a home in Hawaii? Why? Well, it's respectful. It's a respectful thing to do. It also goes back to the Japanese traditions. So the Japanese did it. it kind of, those kind of, kind of traditions came here since the old plantation days. And, you know, you're not bringing dirt into the house. You're not getting it on your carpet. You're not doing things like that. It's a respectful thing to do. And I think more and more people are bringing that to the mainland. Mm -hmm. It's happening more and more to the mainland. I actually there's really more love carpet. it. There's more carpet on the more carpets True. on the mainland. Whereas here we have more wood floors. True. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but yeah. Well, probably because of I the hate, humidity, I like and I don't, I don't like, like, like carpet, carpet either. Yeah, I get allergies. Carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I actually really do like it. Um, it's just cleaner, and I don't think I could ever go back to wearing shoes in the house. I agree with you. All right, second part of the question: Why do you call them slippers instead of flip flops? Uh, we call them slippers because we're slipping them off and on. Yeah. And because we go in and out of homes all the time, we're slipping them off and on as we go in and out of the house. And we're so not, we call them slippers. They're not, not like, yeah, go ahead. We're not the only ones. I know in, no, ja right? in Jamaica they call them slippers too. Okay. So, and, 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 and I don't know what they call them in Japan, but they're pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> they slip their shoes off and on all the time. And, you know, back home, you know, back on the East Coast, slippers mean something you wear at night. Right. Inside the house. Mm-hmm. 
It has nothing to do with warm that. Warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, warm and fuzzy. Maybe some big bunny rabbits and shit. <laughs> Love it. You know, or some chewy feet. Chewy feet. Oh, whatever. You know, Chewbacca or uh, slippers. Uh, yeah. But um, no, so that's why. That's why they call them slippers because we slip them on off, off and on during the day so many times. Right. Yeah. All right. I love this next question. Oh, boy. Do people who live in Hawaii go to the beach every day? <laughs> no. No. Um, we work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of us work and actually, you know, do things. And no, that's mostly for vacation. People on vacation. I would say I know people who probably go to the beach that live in Hawaii. They go to the beach once a month. I, Isn't that sick? It's yeah. pathetic. It's, it's really sad. sad. You're in Hawaii. You're five minute drive to the, any beach. And I think it's the fact that you know you're five minutes to the beach. You don't go because you know it's there. So you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you have to drive four to six hours or three hours or two hours to the beach, you're going. That's it. You've made your mind up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to not go. True. So, yeah. So I would say no. I would, I, would say, I would say on average, on average, people go to the beach once a week. So for me, on I average. mean, I work during the weekend. I yeah. just get home too late. I don't yeah. have time to go to the beach. It gets dark earlier here. Right. Um, every weekend, I do try to get to the beach. I don't every weekend i don't succeed but i do try but i mean if you could go to the beach every day you would or every other day if you could oh i believe me yeah 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 Yeah. but on average once some of us who um do jeep tours for a living get to go to the beach a lot for work (laughs) yes yes exactly and i do that and then i don't go to the beach on my days off (laughs) i know it's true because i've i've gone to the beach plenty of times in my life (laughs) all right (laughs) next question how do you afford to live in hawaii Uh, you don't (laughs) (laughs) Live simply or work um, a lot. You're not, you don't afford to live in Hawaii. You just um, uh, there's a thing they say. How do you afford to live in Hawaii? I think that, in honest to God truth, I think that 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 kind of question should be changed to how do you survive in Hawaii? True. Because it's not how do you afford it. Because no one can afford you can't, it. Yeah. I would say this is crazy, and I bet you, I'm, you know, we don't talk about this to this detail, but I would say 75 percent of the population cannot afford hawaii mm-hmm. and 25 percent. i would say it's less than 25 percent. the rich yeah they manage it and they have multiple homes here mm-hmm. but everyone else is living with many people in a home or they're living you know in a single one bedroom and they're just making ends meet and i really don't think it's affording i think it's surviving they're, they're just surviving they're one accident or one major problem one major problem away from being homeless isn't that the truth Okay. Yeah. It's true. It is. A lot of people are one mistake, one, yeah, one emergency away from being on the streets. I would say seventy-five percent. The only the only thing that's stopping that is that you have friends and family and loved ones that keep you from. I would say if we were all just living here on our own in single one-bedroom places, that seventy-five percent, fifty percent of those would be on the streets. Because they, because they don't have family, or they don't have friends, or they don't live with other people, and they're not helping each other out as a group. I would say 50% of the population of Hawaii would be homeless right now. That's crazy. I know. But we do it because it's all worth it to live in paradise. <laughs> and that's why you're on the show today. <laughs> all right. That's why you're on the show today, because you're going you're to be positive. <laughs> it's so worth it. All right. What is the big deal about shave ice? Isn't it just a snow cone? Of course it's not. No. No, it's right? amazing. Right? Amazing. Okay, so you talk about that. Like, what is the difference, right? So you have, okay, so back home you have a snow cone. It tastes like ice with the cheap flavor. But it's like crunchy. Yeah, it's and crunchy. All, and, and it doesn't hold 
whatever flavor you're putting it, it all goes to the juice down to the bottom. It just sinks down, yeah. It's because what you're doing is you're taking ice cubes and you're smashing them up into little pieces. And they're just little pieces of ice cube. Whereas a Hawaiian shave ice is you're taking a block of ice and you're shaving it with a thin razor with these old 1940 machines that were brought over from Japan. Because, by the way, shave ice is a Japanese thing. So what you're doing is you're shaving it like snow. And when you pee in snow, it holds pretty good. (laughs) So what you're doing is you're putting the flavored, whatever it is, sugarcane of whatever flavor you're doing, and it stays in the shave ice. And it's so soft. And you get that ice cream on the bottom of it. Mac nut ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get ice cream (laughs) on the bottom, and it's so damn good. And Mm. it's nothing nothing like a snow cone. And I've taken so many people out around the island that have been staying in Waikiki or gone to the Aloha Stadium before they go out with me during the day on a tour. And they all say, oh, yeah, we've had shave ice already. I go, yeah, no, you haven't. You've had a snow cone because yep. they fuck you in Waikiki. <laughs> That's true. They're not doing. They're not doing real shave ice in Waikiki or some of the other places. They're giving you a snow cone and they're trying to say it's a shave ice. I don't know how they get away with this. Because they can. It's Tourists unbelievable. Don't Tourists don't know. Yeah. Just like they don't know what 100% Kona coffee is. They get I 10, know. They get 10% 100%. Kona coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't even know. The next thing you get, the next thing they're going to be doing is that they're giving you Hawaiian chocolate when it's probably not Hawaiian chocolate <laughs> because Hawaiian chocolate is the rarest in the world and it's very expensive. So if you're in Waikiki and you're getting Hawaiian chocolate and it's $2, uh, that ain't Hawaiian chocolate. Maybe it's like 2% Hawaiian chocolate. Yeah. But yeah, so it's completely different. So real shave ice, it just melts in your mouth. You'll, you'll right. know if it's real. It just melts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's done by a big machine. It's kind of like, you know, today you have razors. When a, when a man shaves his face, he's got a razor, an electric razor. Remember the old days where they put this uh, towel on your face and heat it up and steam your face and then they put the real shaving cream on with the, uh, with the bucket and everything and they take that big shaver, that big razor blade and shave it. That's a shave ice. Okay. That's a good way to put it. All right. Okay. Question 30. All right. So this person's confused about some terms and just wants them defined. So what's a haole? Oh, what's a haole? A haole is a foreigner. That could be anybody. How about a hopper? A hopper is a mix. So a hopper would be a mix of, let's say, a haole and a Filipino, or a haole and a Hawaiian, or a Hawaiian and a Filipino. It could be a mixture of anyone. Okay. Malahini? A Malahini is a newcomer to the Hawaiian Islands, just landed. Okay. So and you would be, you would, you would, you've only been here a little over a year, so you, I would think you'd still be... Malahini? A Malahini, yeah. Kama'aina. Kama'aina who has... Okay, so there's a lot... Okay, so this is where it does get confusing. Kama'aina is a child of the land in the Hawaiian language. But Kama'aina means that you've been here all your life in a particular area. So technically, you have to be born in Hawaii to be called Kama'aina. But for Kama'aina discount, you just have to have a Hawaii ID. <laughs> so that's why it's very I confusing. Know, I know. And they need to change that, I think, because I think that creates some of the confusion. I think it should say, like, the Malahini card. <laughs> Isn't that South Park episode? I know. Oh, no, that's no, Aloha that card. Is, no, no, um, no, right, that's the Aloha <laughs> card. But yes, that is a South Park episode, which, yes. by the way, we've talked about this before. You have to check out the whole South Park episode because it's completely 100% true. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, so a Kama'aina is a child of the land, someone born of the land. So when it says child of the land, you're born of the land. So Hawaiians, a Kama'aina. Okay, so they that's the next one, here. Hawaiian, and then Kanaka Ma'oli. Yeah, so, okay, let me let me finish Kama'aina. So if you are born in Hawaii and you're a Haole, mm-hmm. you're Kama'aina. Okay. 
Okay, as long as you're born here. Right. You're Kamaina. Because you're born Japanese, here. Filipino, whatever it is. Okay. White. As long as you're born here. Yeah. Um, but then it goes to Hawaiian, okay? And obviously you have to have Hawaiian blood. Uh, what does that mean, Hawaiian blood? So if they call that he's Hawaiian, well, is he 20%, 50%, hundred? I don't know what he is. But I think anyone who has Hawaiian lineage is going to call themselves Hawaiian, even if they have 5%. Um, Kanaka Maoli is the real name of the Hawaiian native people. So we may say, oh, he's Hawaiian. But in honesty, he doesn't want to be called he's Hawaiian. He wants to be called he's Kanaka Maoli. Okay. Those are the people who are really embedded in their culture and their belief systems. So Kanaka Maoli, that's Hawaiian. Good explanation. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, so you don't hide all the negatives about living in Hawaii. You're very honest in your podcast. But then with all the negatives here, what is it that makes Hawaii so special that it's worth it to stay? <laughs> well, the kind of special where you don't leave, even with all this BS going on. Uh, bullshit going on. Um, I, I, I tell you, it's in the people. It's always been about the people for me, the Aloha spirit that they show. It, without the people of Hawaii, without the Aloha spirit, this place could be beautiful it could be tropical but there's just something missing it's not hawaii anymore you can go you know i've been to tropical islands mm -hmm. they're beautiful but there's something mysterious there's something there that is missing even though i've been to jamaica and i've been to the caribbean and things like that I'm not saying that those people mm -hmm. those people are great too but for some reason the people of hawaii are better, are better than them i don't know why but there's something here that's just different the mana right yeah that's the mana it's it something is. it's something in the and, and but that also the mana connects between the people and the islands and the themselves island. yep. so it, so mana is between the people and the aina right so the aina is the land so this connection because the hawaiian people were born were born of the land so they're connected to the land so there's a deep you know soulful mana connection between the two and I think that's the most important about Hawaii is the people. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now, where we're kind of losing that. A lot of the local people and Hawaiians are leaving Hawaii for cheaper places to live. And I think once we lose the people, I think we've lost the most Hawaiians on Oahu. And I think that gives brings up the perfect example of why you're saying we need more aloha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. It's because the people They're are leaving. leaving. Yeah. And it's being replaced by foreigners who don't understand what aloha is. Yeah, Whereas mean, the other islands still have the do, Hawaiians, they so they have the aloha. The politicians here don't realize it's the people it is that the people. have the aloha. I know. It's not, the islands have it, but you also have to understand too, the Polynesian people brought the aloha to Hawaii. They weren't here before. These islands didn't have aloha before. Right. These islands weren't aloha. The There's people who came here and discovered the islands, they brought the aloha here, and they can take it away. Right. So that's where we're at. I love that answer. Um, <laughs> I would also say, so the other piece is, I don't know, Hawaii just has such a healing element to it. Absolutely. So even when I might have the worst day, you know, I'm from Philly, so Eagles fans, <laughs> yeah. a terrible Eagles game <laughs> where they're destroyed by a team I really dislike. And I, the Cowboys. At home, that would just put me in the worst mood ever. But here, I can just walk outside and breathe and look at the beauty and everything's okay. Yeah, so, so you can't, yeah, you don't piece. have that back home. Yeah. I mean, if I watch a New England game, I had to go into work Monday morning, hear everyone bitching about it. And mind <laughs> you, mind you, the Patriots have been really good for 20, 30 years now. So to actually be bitching about a game, I'm like, here if we were to lose yeah i could just go to the beach <laughs> you're ridiculous the things you <laughs> complain about 
<laughs> oh my god! If, it we end, if we end up being ten and one, I'm yeah. gonna be so upset. I know. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> all right yeah um so a lot of people who move here have a story yeah. and the story might be about how they let the islands heal them so i guess i kind of just mentioned this in the, my last answer yeah. but why do people find the islands to be so healing what is it about the islands and maybe you already spoke to that too about the man and the people but yeah well first of all why are people coming here okay people are either coming here because this is a lifelong dream for them mm-hmm. i would say i think I, I think i can break it to three or four Okay. Uh, one, it's a lifelong dream. They've always wanted to come here or move here and be a part of Hawaii. That would be one. Uh, they're coming to Hawaii because something horrible has happened to them in the past, and they're coming here to heal. Mm-hmm. And they believe Hawaii can offer that magical thing. They're running away from something. Right, and that one doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't always work. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can run away from something and maybe find an answer to what you want to running away from here. That's true. Yeah. Um, fourth is maybe you killed somebody. <laughs> you always <laughs> throw that in. <laughs> and you're trying to, and you don't oh want to get caught. Gosh. So you come to Hawaii. No one's going to catch you out here. Is that why all of a sudden there's been a rise in crime here? Jeez. I'm joking because, uh, because joking. actually that would probably have to do with number three, which is you're running away from something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I know some people who have actually run away from something and it's something bad they've done. Okay. Okay, and they're trying to get clarification on, you know, was it me? Was it something else? What happened? You know, can I get clear of this? Can I begin again? Can Mm -hmm. I move on from my past and heal and then... Start over. Can I go from a caterpillar and become a butterfly in Hawaii? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, but the healing thing is, yeah, I mean, I, I came here because it was a dream, and then I moved back home, and then I came back to Hawaii. Well, that time when I came back to Hawaii, I was coming back to heal. Because no. I went through a big problem, right? So right. Uh, I think everybody depends. If you come and go, come and go, maybe you're coming back for different reasons. But the original reason for me was because uh, it was my lifelong dream. Right. So, But someone might just say, you know what, I've had it. And I know people, some of my friends, who have come out here and stayed for like like three or four months. And they came out here to heal because something horrible happened to them. So they use Hawaii as a way to heal and get clarification or to get some kind of understanding of where they go next a lot of people do and it's you know it's actually really cool to talk to people um because it's true people here do have stories you don't just move to hawaii for no reason no no i mean even if it's your lifelong dream you still have a story that got you here and it's it's really incredible to just learn people's stories it's one of my favorite things yeah i mean if anything you you don't write so you don't move to hawaii for no reason that's completely true the only way you can get around that is if you move out here with someone else true. that had the dream true, true. that had the healing and you never wanted to go to hawaii or maybe right. you never wanted or maybe hawaii wasn't even on your sights but maybe now you got stuck here or you fell in love with hawaii now or maybe you've left because right. maybe hawaii wasn't for you and maybe the person who originally came you came here with is here and you've gone or or who knows what's happened right but i mean that's the only that's probably maybe the only fourth way yeah, that's a good is point. Is you come here, you know, because of your circumstances, not because you wanted to. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why do some people move, moving to Hawaii make it while a vast majority fail? And that is true. I think it's people can't accept change. You have to change. It's so different. It's you have to so add, You have to change. If you do not change, you will not make it. First of all, it's already... The cards are stacked up against you in every way. Mm-hmm. But then if you cannot come out here and reinvent yourself 
and change or change the way with the new culture with the people um, if you cannot reinvent yourself as in to get yourself a hustle on the side or a second job to make up the money that you're really going to need to maybe get groceries or put gas in your car or you know because usually your main job will take care of rent and those kind of things but you're going to need a side hustle you're going to need some kind of a side job and some people don't maybe don't want to do that and if they can't change and work with that and change as Hawaii changes you're going to fail and I would say over 50 percent fail. I so. think a lot of people come here expecting living in Hawaii to be like a vacation and it's not it's a lot no. of hard work to live here no. I mean it's worth it yeah. but yeah. You, it's it's a hard work. Well, Mark, uh, patron Mark, you know, has, uh, has said a million times, you know, he's considered moving here mm-hmm. and he's been looking at homes and maybe he still will, but he's also looking at, well, maybe I'll get a place, but I'll only stay out there maybe three months a year or I'll go a month here and a month there, a month there and a month back to Minnesota. And it's kind of like you're never giving away the vacationing feel. True. You're never permanently moving here and dealing with all the problems. I understand, yeah. But, you know, Mark is an interesting circumstance where he can do that with his job. Yes. He can still do work from Hawaii. If you have a type of job where you can be in multiple states during the year, perfect. I probably would rather do that because you never lose the vacationing lifestyle. It never feels like it's not a vacation when I you come. I get it. And I think for somebody like Mark who can do that, yeah, why not? Why not? Mm. For me, I, I just want to live here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I did, and you know I haven't. Yeah. I've been here for twenty years, but it ain't easy. It ain't easy. All right. So, what is your most memorable moment in Hawaii? Uh, dying. Okay, please explain, <laughs> elaborate, <laughs> give us a little more than that, Wade. Oh man, yeah. Well, back uh, when I first moved here, before all these wonderful things happened, and I got into the Jeep business and nonprofit and all this other stuff, I was surfing and I drowned, and I had died for like I don't know a couple minutes up to three minutes maybe and I was resuscitated and I'll never forget that moment it was the most beautiful amazing moment of my life and Did you, were you alone were you with somebody I was alone well I mean I was at the bottom of the ocean alone so you weren't surfing with anybody no I was with EB oh, and okay. I was with um uh, another yeah so EB has been on the podcast before so I was with EB and I was with uh my friend Kimo okay uh which is his name's Jim which he's from Boston originally too and uh, Jim is the one that went down and grabbed me because the, uh, the lifeguard never found me. It was Jim who came down and grabbed me. And I saw this hand of God oh coming. God. I, was, I was actually already out of my body. Yeah, so I was floating. I saw my body on the bottom of the ocean. And then I saw uh, Kimo come down. It was, looked like a hand of God coming through this light, but it was, I know what it was. It was him coming down to the bottom of the ocean with the sun reflecting on the top of the ocean. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm going to heaven. That was it. Oh, my God. But I was already out of my body. I was completely calm. I was warm. It felt amazing. I thought that was it for me, and I was, I was okay with it. But my whole life flashed before me within three minutes. My entire 20-something years that I was living went past in three minutes. It's like there was no time. There's no, so there is something over there. There's something that I can't understand. It's amazing, uh, but there's, I know that there's no time there. This time doesn't exist. You've experienced it. I've experienced it. I've been there. And then when I awoken, I stayed on the beach the rest of the day. The lifeguards had resuscitated me. And they said, let's go. You got to go to the hospital. I go, no, I'm good. I am good. I'm okay. I'm alive. And I just sat there the rest of the day till sunset. With EB and chemo behind me. And I said, I got to do something with my life now. 
That is both a scary <laughs> and a beautiful story. Yes, all yes. Wrapped into one. Wow. Yeah. So I, I mean, know. there's something else beyond this world. So I know that. So I'm not afraid of death. Whereas I know I think so many people are afraid of death. No, I'm not afraid of death. If I was to be let, if I wasn't to be resuscitated, I'd have been okay. But here I am doing all these wonderful things, right? You so are here for a reason. <laughs> there's a person for me. To, there's a reason for me to be here now, and I'm continuing to do. And that's why I feel I've done. I have done so much more in my life since I, <laughs> since I've died, <laughs> than before. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so fascinating. I know, right? So I've done so much more in my life because I realized that. At some point, you realize that, like, when you're inside your own soul and you're there in your own body, you sit there and you go, "Yeah." You don't think of like you don't think you're going to die yourself. Right. Like you don't sit there and go, "Oh yeah," you know. You hear about, "Oh yeah," that you know the, the old guy died or this person died or this person. You don't think you're gonna die or ever die. You think you're gonna live forever. Like for some reason, your own mind doesn't allow you to think you're gonna die. And this had a, this made me realize I'm gonna die one day, <laughs> and I need to do things. It put your life in a whole new pers- perspective. Right. Yeah, it did. It did. Wow. And until you experience it yourself. Obviously, my situation, not everyone's going to survive something like that. Right. You know, I had, what, 50-50, right? So um, I could be dead right now, floating around somewhere. I don't know, but I know I'd have been floating around somewhere. You were very lucky. I was very lucky. So here I am doing what I'm doing, making the world a better place, hopefully. Bitching and complaining. (laughs) And helping so many people move to Hawaii. Okay. I I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a moment when you just knew you had made the right decision in moving to Hawaii? Um, since the first day I landed. Yeah, every day I wake up now, I made the right decision. So ever since I got off the plane and I landed here, it was the right decision. Yeah, I, that's all I can say about it. It was never not a right decision. I was I, I've never said, th- I've never sat here and said, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no, never. I feel like I knew How it was, you? I think I knew it was the right decision about a year before I moved. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. So only a year before you moved. After I came to visit, I yeah, knew. I you just knew. knew. I you just knew. knew. And when you landed and got here, I just knew. You still knew and you still yeah. believe the same thing today, even though you started to see everything, it's still, yep, no, this it is it. It doesn't change a thing for me. Okay. Um, but I will say there are moments. There's moments that I just, I can't forget. Like I could tell you exactly when they were. Like New Year's Day. I remember New Year's Day. I woke up in the morning. I was laying in my bed. I have these, you know, large, beautiful windows that I can see out into the jungle right from my bed. And it was sunny, but it was pouring out. And there was a vibrant rain- rainbow. And there were these beautiful white birds flying around. And I was just laying in bed watching it. And I was like, I didn't want to move. Like I just stayed there. It's a goddamn dream. I, yeah, it was a dream. It was a real life dream. And it was so beautiful. And moments like that, they happen all the time. And yeah. I'm just like... It just, it puts everything in perspective for me. I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Good. Good. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I hope other people that move here have that same experience. (laughs) Instead of like, oh, fuck. I can't make it here. I have to leave in a week and I don't even have the money to get a plane ticket. (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah, what do we got? This is a tough question. Okay, is it? What's been your hardest time living in Hawaii? What's been my hardest time living in Hawaii? Oof, I could be real right now. Maybe get myself in trouble. You can answer it however you want to. <laughs> um, getting screwed over. Getting screwed over by people that you trust. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one. Getting screwed over by people who you believed were on your corner and stood behind you. And then when they were only out for themselves. Yeah. So that's been the hardest part for me, and it's actually something I'm still going through right now. 
It's been a two-year situation. So, yeah, that's been the hardest part. Uh, Always get things in writing. Always get things down. Don't rely on handshakes. And uh, don't believe what people say. Be careful who you trust. Be careful who you trust because there's a lot of scumbags out there. That's true. That's all I got. All right. (laughs) I feel like you kind of answered this one already. Yeah, go ahead. Hawaii is an incredible place for adventuring, but it also can be very dangerous. So have you ever found yourself in a bad situation where you were afraid for your life? Yes, I I, I was. (laughs) It was, uh, believe it or not, it was uh, Hanama Bay Ridge. Oh, okay. It was Hanama Bay Ridge, which I've done many times since the first time. So the first hike I've ever done on my own was Hanama Bay Ridge. Uh, I wore all black. I had just had maybe two cups of coffee, and I brought uh, Arizona iced tea with me. Oh. Um, it was a fucking cramp attack waiting to happen. That is a hot hike. I, yeah, but not only the fact that I was eating all caffeine. Yeah. All, I was drinking, and I had nothing to eat. This is the first hike I had done way back. and The only hike I had done before this was Manoa Falls and Diamond Head. That's a big jump. So the third hike <laughs> that I did, the third hike that I did in Hawaii on my own, it was the first hike I did on my own, the other ones I did with people, uh, was Hanama Bay. I saw it in something, and, and then I did it. And I didn't even really know exactly where I was going, but I did it alone. It was, you saw I mean, you did it, right? So yeah. it's all out in the heat. It's all out in the open, exposed. Did not bring the right fluids with me. Did not wear the right clothes. It was in the middle of the summer. It was super hot. It's by an time, exhausting hike, yeah. Yeah, so by the time I was had ended it, I had already run out of liquid yeah. way before then. But I had actually, halfway through the hike, I had literally dehydrated myself because that was all caffeine. So on the fact of that, that I didn't eat and that I was dehydrated, my muscles started to cramp up on me. I would say just starting to come down. Once I got back onto the roadway, well, first what happened is I almost completed, I did the loop, and then when I got right back, right before I got back up onto the roadway, I collapsed and I hung under a bush because I was so hot. I was like, oh my God, am I going to get, am I going to be able to get back? That's when I didn't know how far the road was from then. That's so scary. I was like, oh my God, am I going to get back up to the road? I'm like, I'm going to have to, I have to lay under this bush. I have nothing to drink. It's so hot. I'm sweating to death. And I, the only shade I have is in this uh kiavi bush which has spikes coming into my head oh, uh, my i was goodness. cutting myself up by sitting under this bush that i had no shade my legs were still exposed getting burned and i was like i have to i have to get up under the roadway at least when i get up under the roadway if i was to collapse somebody would see me because people go up and down that roadway for exercise that's really scary it was scary so, so i got down the roadway and then i finally started to cramp up so bad i couldn't stand anymore so then when i got down a staircase the next part was um, uh, the parking lot I rolled down into the <gasps> parking lot and then I crawled to the concession stand and I and everyone saw me like oh my, oh my god, god are you okay they said they said oh my god are you okay I said Gatorade Gatorade <laughs> and someone got me a bottle of Gatorade I cut a huge line and someone I just drank the whole bottle of Gatorade right there oh my god yeah, I almost I almost died of dehydration I almost died there and then you got up and drove home Yes. <laughs> so, wow. So when I talk about several things, ever since then, how to prepare for hikes, how to not dehydrate yourself, how to not hike by yourself anymore. So I learned all these things from almost dying. Again, twice. I thought... Well, this was the first time I almost died. Okay. The, 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 the drowning happened after. I thought you were going to go back to the drowning. No, the drowning wow. happened after. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I never went back on the hiking thing again. I learned from that. Yeah. Never to do certain things hiking again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lesson to learn. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, Amakua. What? Amakua. Amakua. What is she an just, Amakua? Yeah. An Amakua is a spiritual guide. Uh, you're usually uh, born with a certain family member, whether it's a Honu, a Mano, a Mo'o. You know, it could be the lizard god. It could be an owl. It could be the Pohio, which is the owl. It could be the shark. It could be the uh, the Honu. It's usually uh, passed down generation to generation. So if your ancestry had the Honu as their Amakua, then you had the Amakua. Now, is it always that way? No, because if you, let's say you're a um, diver and you spear fish for a fish, let's say, and a shark shows up. Uh, okay, give one of your fish to the shark. Shark should leave you alone. Next time you go diving again, whims of a shark shows up again on you. And then whims maybe the third time or the fourth time or maybe two weeks from now, a shark shows up again. You know, maybe the shark's your Amakua. Interesting. Maybe the shark is your protector. Maybe he's protecting you from the bad sharks. Wow. Yeah. So it all depends. Now, if you go into the ocean and you always seem to hang out with dolphins or maybe turtles always show up in your vicinity, maybe it's the Honu that's your Amakua. It might not be your family lineage. It might be whoever shows up in your whole entire lifetime. It might change from generation to generation. You don't know. So that's how that works. And yours is? Seems to be the Honu. Yeah, it seems the Honu seems to show up every once in a while when I'm in the water. I usually always end up running into a Honu. Or I know where <laughs> so they cool. see, or I always know, I seem to know where they always are. Right. And, you do. And, and, and literally, a majority of the time, I'll go to a beach and they're coming out of the water just for me. They just show up just for me. So I would say mine is a Honu. Although now you have to go back and look at, well, is this only the lineage of Kanakamali? Is this just right. Hawaiian blood? Is this royal families? Can Haoles have Amakuas? Can anybody have an Amakua? I want to say yes. I'd like to say yes. I mean, I believe in their culture. I believe in the Hawaiian culture. So I would say I'd, it'd be nice if I had an Amakua protecting me. I would say it's the Honu. Cool. Yeah. The Hawaiian okay. green sea turtle. All right. This is a hard one. Okay. What is the most beautiful beach in all of Hawaii, in your opinion? <laughs> it's hard. Actually, it's impossible. All of Hawaii. Um, oh, man. I don't know. I love I love Poipu. Poipu Beach is really beautiful. Uh, I love Punalu'u Beach. Lanikai Beach. Mm. Shit, I would say Lanikai Beach. Lanikai is pretty beautiful. Lanikai Beach and the fact that if you could just take the tourism away, yes. Lanikai Beach would be the most beautiful beach in Hawaii and it would always be the most beautiful beach. It's just that I could say Wamanalo or Kiona too, but Lanikai, take away the tourism, Lanikai. Yeah. Lanikai is really gorgeous. Yeah, take a, what about you? Lanikai, I would throw in Hanalei Bay. I love Hanalei Bay. Okay. Um, Kiona. Kiona? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so pretty. The color of the water there. I don't know. Well, I would say on I would say on every island I would say Punalu'u on Big Island, uh, Poipu on Kauai, Makena on Maui, and Lanikai on Oahu. That would be as my four. Okay. All right. All right. Is it easy to live a healthy lifestyle in Hawaii? Uh, yes, it is, and no, it's not. That's exactly my answer. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes, it is in the fact that you can create your own garden, grow your own vegetables, eat at the uh, farmer's markets, really good prices. 
Um, but then you have to put in the time and effort to actually do those things. How much money do you make? How much free time do you make to go to the farmer's markets on weekends or the days off? Um, or do you just want to go ahead and go to McDonald's for 3 or $4 and get ramen soup and mac and cheese and, and just eat like shit? And, uh, it's way cheaper. It's way cheaper. Not healthy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, you know, the family's going to go out Friday night and go see to the movies. Or uh, maybe if I eat mac and cheese and ramen soup all week, I can just go ahead and do that with my family on Friday. It's just going to make a decision what you got to do. You want to eat healthy or do you want to eat, you know, It's way shitty. easier to eat healthy, healthier and organic on the mainland. It's just yeah. very expensive here unless, like you said, you can make it to the farmer's markets and all of that. Right. It's really going to depend on how much money you have to spend and how much time and effort you want to put into your diet. But on the flip side, it is way easier to live an active lifestyle here. Hiking, water I agree sports. With that. I agree you, with you're that. You're outside all the time. Yes, yes. And you always want to look good because you're probably going to have to wear a <laughs> bathing suit and you don't want to look like shit. So, you know, that's another thing too. You want to look good for most of the time. You want to eat healthy during that time. And yeah, so I would say more likely, yes, it's far more easier to eat a healthy lifestyle. You don't have to deal with the winter. You're not going to be in eating all that crap food. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't come to that, the fact of winter, uh, uh, winter, summer. It comes to the fact of eating more expensive, or eating cheaper, and how much time you want to put into your diet and go do these things that are healthy for you. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. All right. All right. Why is Hawaii not a pet-friendly state? Ooh, that's pretty interesting, right? Because Hawaii is... Kind of not, but kind of is. So there's plenty of places, plenty of beaches and camping grounds and beach parks that animals can go to. Then there's also ones that they can't go to, yet the laws are not enforced. So you can have pets anywhere, so that's not a huge big deal, right? It's true. They just can't live anywhere. Exactly. So in ways it's not friendly, in other ways it is friendly, but right. So when it comes to landlords... And when it comes to having pets, dogs or cats, they're very anti-animal. And, you know, I believe, considering this is a democratic state, they're all about not discriminating. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're living beings that are parts of the family. And they should not be discriminated against. And neither should the people that are renting. I know. So if you have a cat or a dog or a bird or fucking fish or whatever you have, it doesn't matter. Landlords should not discriminate against the, those types of renters. And a huge percentage of people in Hawaii, because it is an outdoor lifestyle, have animals. And that's a huge problem, right? It is. And that's why there's so many strays out there. People just have to get rid of their pets. Well, that's not right. I don't it's, think that's the right thing to do. It's absolutely horrible. It breaks my heart. Exactly. It breaks my heart too. And that's why I believe that new laws should be put in place because this state once again does not take care of its people. It takes care of the people who have the money and they should have different laws and regulations on several things uh, concerning renters and, um, you know, for instance, like, you know, they can't put rent up on you $200 every month or they can't you know, they can't kick you out within this amount of time or, you know, they can't tell you you can't have pets or they can't do... There should be different laws put in. If they're going to do something with the pets, they shouldn't say that they can't ha you can't have pets. If you are putting out there that you are opening your home or whatever it may be, your rental, to have someone rent, then you are opening yourself up to the fact that there's a possibility that those renters have animals which are family members mm -hmm. and you have to accept them too. 
Agreed. Let's be real, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be realistic. And the thing is, this state doesn't give a shit's ass about those people, which are most of us who have animals. And what happens? You have huge, you know, you have the um, the shelters, the main society, the Oahu SPCA. It's ridiculous how many animals are there because people cannot get housing. So they have, left to, have to let go of their animals that are part of their family and that they love. We're talking about parrots, dogs, cats, rabbits, whatever it may be. And it's a shame. And it's, it's, it's too bad. And a lot of these animals are being killed now in the shelters while the Humane Society gets rid of them. I know. I, the Oahu SPCA doesn't. So I've always supported them more than the Humane Society. But it doesn't matter. They, they shouldn't be killing animals. And it's because of the laws of the state and the renter and the people who rent, you know, the landlords that are causing these animals to be killed. Do you think this will ever change? I do believe if I become governor, uh, I will... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wade. I, yes, I will change. <laughs> that will be one of the first things I change will be that you have to accept, you know, cats or dogs as family members. And if you're putting it out there, like I said again, if you're putting it out there that you're renting your property, then that's it. You're opening yourself up to the fact that you're going to have to let in the whole family mm-hmm. into that rental. And that's just going to be the way it is. But what you can do is you can put laws and regulations in that if you have pets, then maybe you have to put an extra, you know, maybe an extra $100 a month. Or maybe, maybe up to I would say up to two hundred dollars a month. And people cleaning do fees, that. That's yeah, fair. yeah, security yeah. deposit, something that's more for the pets. And some people do allow that. You see, there's very few, but they do say pets are very welcome. Security deposit, you know. And I think, but that should be have to be law, and it, it should have to be all places have to allow the pets. You just have to pay a certain amount more. And it should be actually, it doesn't even have to be capped. Because if you have one household that says $200 a month extra or $50 a month extra or $5,000 a month extra, you have the choice and the variety to choose how much more you want to pay to have your pet in the house. So I guess it doesn't have to be a cap on animals. But I doubt anyone's going to charge you more than a couple hundred dollars extra a month. Right. Yeah. So uh, do I think it's going to (sighs) change? It hasn't changed yet. I think it's going to have to at some point. Someone Everybody has, to be, has uh, pets now. I know. Someone has to be put in office that is going to fight for animal rights. Is that crazy to say that? I know. Isn't it's that sad. sad? It is. I mean, do we really have to fight for animal rights? But I guess we do. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Does it ever snow anywhere in Hawaii? Absolutely. It, it snows on Maui. It snows on the Big Island. It snows on all the volcanoes on the Big Island. Uh, Mauna Kea. It snows on Haleakala. So you, cool. you can get a snowstorm three feet. Three feet of snow. You can go. You can go snow surfing up there. You can go snowboarding, skiing, whatever. Have, have you ever experienced it? Snowboarding. Yep. So cool. I have. But <laughs> now, you know, some of the Hawaiians say, you know, that's a desecration if you're snowboarding or skiing on the Mauna or whatever it may be. And I kind of get it. I see it now. I did it then. If I was to do it again, I would prefer to get some kind of answer. Is can I do this? I just don't want to go up to the top of that mountain because it's considered a heiau, which is a temple to the Hawaiians. Because you see what's going on in Mount Kea right of now. Of course. So I- as long as they say, if I can surf on their temple, snow surf on their temple, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> then but you're down. Yeah, then I'm down. <laughs> if, that's, if it's allowed, but if it's not allowed, then I won't do it. Understood. Yeah. All right. What is your one favorite thing to do on each island? On Oahu hiking. Me too. On Maui would be... Art shopping because uh, Len, uh, Lahaina, Lahaina Lahaina is like the you know the center of the art okay arts Ma- and uh, music you know that kind of stuff so I would I would I would yeah so Maui would be 
shopping and arts? Mine uh, would be going up to watch the sunrise on Haleakala because okay. I just love it. Okay. Uh, Big Island would be uh, visiting the Volcano National Parks. That's what mine was too. Okay. And then Kauai would be um, camping, hiking, and kayaking. Is that one thing, Weed? Shit! <laughs> I'm kidding, no, I'm <laughs> I mean, well, if it was going to be one thing on Kauai, well, I already picked, I already picked uh, hiking on Oahu, but you know what? You can repeat. Hiking on Kauai would is just as beautiful as hiking on Oahu. So I would say mm, camping is the best on all, on all the islands. Camping on Kauai is the best. Okay, and so. mine would be the Nepali Coast Zodiac boat tour through the sea okay. caves. That's great. I love that. That is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was just trying to think of like, trying to think of like one activity that you would do. You know, like I think overall, I mm-hmm. think, you know, camping would be the best on Kauai, hiking would be the best on Oahu, shopping would be the best on Maui, and then visiting the volcano national parks and just seeing, you know, mm-hmm. volcanoes would be Absolutely. the best on the Big Island. All right. All right. What is the best locally made dessert in Hawaii? Or should we just stick to Oahu? Maybe. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe Oahu, I guess. I mean, they got all the islands kind of serve the same kind yeah. of stuff. Um, you know, for me, is the shave ice, the cocoa puffs, um, malasadas, hapia pie, hapia pie from Ted's Bakery. Uh, actually, all the stuff, all the stuff from um, uh, Ted's Bakery is really good. They make all different kinds of pies, all different kind of cakes, and then Liha um, Bakery makes. All kind of great desserts, just not Cocoa Puffs. So, and then you have Leonard's who had just doesn't make malasadas. So you can go to any of these places and get some of the best desserts. And I love the hula pie from Dukes. <laughs> I can't help it. That's you're gonna have to go there to get that. I know. Yeah, I know. You're gonna have to go there to get it because it's friggin' awesome. But you need like four people. I to need eat it. like seven people to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna need a few people to eat it. You know. And another thing that I really love is uh, Mac Twenty Four Seven, where you can get the Elvis pancakes, and you need like four people to eat that. Where's that? It's in. It's down in the uh, Prince Cujillo Hilton Hotel. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really good. It's open twenty four hours. So you can just go down there. The pancakes are the size of pizzas. Wow. Yeah. And and, and Elvis's pancakes is the peanut butter and banana pancakes. Oh, my God. Oh, hell yeah. All right. It's on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's the one plate lunch or local dish I should try if I visit Hawaii? Just one. Just one. Just one. (laughs) If it's going to be one, I mean, I have two, but if it's going to be one, it's going to be poke. It's going to be number one. What would your second be? Uh, Loco Moco. Okay. Yep, those would be the two. And does it matter where? Um, shoot. Loco Moco would be Rainbow Drive-In. Poke, you can get good poke pretty much anywhere in Hawaii now. The difference between good poke fresh poke and how you can tell it's not fresh is in the texture and the color if the poke is at all on the pink side it is frozen already and is it not fresh if it's a ruby deep blood red then it is fresh so that is that is the best ahi poke they want because you know it's just been freshly cut okay (laughs) all right guess what we are on the last question all right what is the best vehicle to drive in hawaii seriously I wonder what your answer is going to be there. (laughs) 
uh, it's going to be a Jeep or it's going to be a convertible or it's going to be a motorcycle. But it'll oh, be Jeep. Jeep okay. will be number one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Jeep, of course, will be number one. And then if you can get like a convertible Corvette or maybe a Camaro or, <laughs> or I don't know, a Mustang and a Harley. Yeah, I would say those three. That's I the best. Like what would you? To specify, well, obviously, I love Jeeps as well. You love Jeeps but too. But I specifically love the bikini blue. Bikini blue <laughs> Jeep. It's so beautiful. Okay, and then I love the mojito green, the pumpkin orange, <laughs> and I've always loved yellow Jeeps. But I'll take the I'll take the green and the uh, the orange first. Cool. But yeah, if you're in Hawaii. That, that feeling of living that indoor-outdoor feeling and driving down the highway and driving along the beaches and driving right out onto the beach. you got to have a Jeep if you're in Hawaii. That's the one best day. vehicle. One day, someday. One day, you're going to get one, yeah? <laughs> one someday. Day, someday out there. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, we hope we answered all your questions. Um, this was fun. We had did what we did like. 40 50 questions it was a lot this is this podcast is already over two hours so this this podcast was pretty awesome so hopefully we got all yeah. all those questions done great answers for them and uh also thank you to all the patrons that continue to support the show and give free podcasts you know like this out to everyone on itunes next week we have the halloween podcast coming up that too is going to be free so once again, all you guys that are listening to these podcasts for free on iTunes know that the only reason why you're listening to them for free is because you have patrons who are supporting the podcast. So if you're interested in the supporting the podcast, also please go to Patreon, Living the Aloha Life. And the crazy thing is I never did an intro oh, that's for right. this podcast. Well, <laughs> everybody knows you, we just, I think we just got into this one, and, you know, you know, you don't need an intro. Life, podcasting pun on the 808, I'm Wade the Boatman Fisherman. There you go. Everybody knows with you. With Dr. Aloha today. <laughs> and happy anniversary yes. to Living the Aloha Life Thank podcast. You. Thank you so much. Super exciting. <laughs> so we'll be next week with um, the Halloween podcast, and uh, we'll go from there. It should be really fun. Probably another couple hours of the podcast. So get ready. It's going to be spooky, scary, <laughs> and we're going to play all the old themes of all the old scary movies and play a bunch of cool 80s music that kind of reminds you of, like, you know, Halloween. Thriller. <laughs> dun, 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 this sounds so fun. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. We'll see you. Aloha. Shoot. Shoot. Everybody in the house, can yourself for me one time now. I love Johnny. If you feel it in your heart and you want to be down the fence right now, say I love Johnny. Rock and roll your little joy. Still that away now, now. Say I love Johnny. All the negative vibes we all have to think that away somehow. Sing I love Jah now. Man, if you get up on a fuss, fuss, on a fight, fight, every day, day they saying fires and so the devil I say. Just give thanks and praise and everything is okay. Say there is a fishing and flower than a DJ. And that they wonder where your people flow and where him come from. See we reggae vibes and him warm as she done. And if him still a bunny, bunny flower, where we do with him now? Only man we chop him with a big bad rhythm. And if the rhythm. Well, I'm the very, well, I'm the very,
body in the house When you sing for me one time now I love John if you feel it in your heart And you want to be down the fence right now Say I love John You have your little joy Don't let them steal that away No, no Say I love John The negative vibes We all have to fling that away somehow I love John Give us a landy, give us a sea, give us a birdie, give us a bee Give us healthy, give us stress so we can live up fiery And this we do again music which is blessing to it So we have to sing it out with the bass and melody Now explain to the flower where you want as a life now Never forgive dance and press and then tear yeah. my vibes Remind them flower by the simple beauty and life Nice food and if a woman slept up and not treat you right Well on the berries, well on the berries, may that sound That mean we nurse you at the dance tonight Come on! Now go put on me clans and put on me a rock Come on, tell me sorry in the house Can you shout for me one time now? I love you If you feel it in your heart and you want to be on the fence right now Say I love you All the negative vibes we all have to bring that away somehow I love you Rock and roll your little vibes Don't let them steal that away now, now I love you Man if you get up on a fuss fuss On a fight fight every day they be saying Fires and to the devil I say Just give thanks and praise and everything is okay Say berries of you sing and flow and I'm not DJ Sweet reggae music at the other of the day Where sweet reggae music in a dance hall a play The code of people gather and I listen where we say Say go and flow out and you do so boom down Now everybody in the house Can you shout for me one time now Say hello child If you feel it in your heart You want to beat down the fence right now Say hello child Rock and hold your little joy Don't let them steal that away when you speak of Allah, it's all the above, all the good, yeah? So let up is a right way range, Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Mikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Aloha. Be Pono, be righteous. Better play for you. 